Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's showtime. And here we go. One, two, three, four. Are you the gatekeeper? Come and listen to the idiot! Hey, everybody! The idiots are on! For I am Costanza, Lord of the Idiots. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, D-Generation X proudly brings to you its WWF Tag Team Champion of the World! The Road Dog, Jesse James! The Badass, Billy Gunn! The New Age of War! And of course, if you're not down with that, we got two words for you! What's up, everybody? Blackhawks uh, and yeah. Alcyon days when little kids would yell out, suck it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Our parents would beam proudly. <laughs> yes, it's, it's a lovely thing. It's a wonderful thing. Our profanity-laced uh, intro. Um... What's up? Welcome, Blackhawks and Hassel Tribe. Today is Tuesday, September 22nd. Thanks for downloading and listening to this Puck and Hassel Shoutcast number 39. The He was my favorite player of the ABC line, and he's also one half of the tag team of Phil Housley and himself, who saved Theo Flurry's ass from being beaten by a bouncer outside a Columbus strip club. It's the Tyler Arneson episode. <laughs> the Tyler Arneson episode. How many breaths did you have to take in that one? Uh... I actually was eating a couple cheese balls as that intro was playing, and it kind of caught me off guard. Captain Run-On. Hey, <laughs> I've learned it from the hockey press. Yeah. Uh, welcome, to our, <laughs> welcome to our lonely and desolate little corner of the worldwide wine, where we have been affectionately anointed the meatballs of the hockey podcasting world. Thanks to our iTunes reviewers. Um, we are also the favorite self. We are also the self-proclaimed favorite podcast of Jake Prow, Zed the Brewer, Bass Frog 88, as well as anonymous people. And the people consist of the millions <laughs> of fucking hustle shoutcast fans all over these darn interwebs. Gatekeeper here with uh, both of my partners in crime and a special guest. Um, we almost missed Mr. Patrick Stankus, but um, Evergreen Park's very own Barney Gumble. Patrick Stankus is here. Oh, hi. <laughs> Greater Indianapolis Mental Health Center escapee and Twitter's troll, Derek Harms. Fresh off a trip from Chicagoland. Fantastic. Yep. 
Uh, we smelled you. Where I nearly got murdered at a wedding. It was fantastic. Well, that's because you were in Joylet. Oh, it was. I almost got murdered by lightning. It wasn't no. an actual person, but yeah. <laughs> and joining us tonight is the newly appointed fanboy of Patrick Kane, expert on upper deckers, <laughs> and the creator or co-creator of HockeyNight.com, Forklift. How are and you? Tonight I'll be playing the part of Jim Chaplin. <laughs> <laughs> and you know the funniest part about that is just as you said that, I just got a notification on my computer that Jim Chaplin had just had just like uh, commented on something on the Facebook page. Awesome. So how appropriate. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not entirely sure that Jim Chaplin is not really Montana Brennan. <laughs> you know what? You could be right. Because I'm not of, entirely sure that you're not Montana Brennan. <laughs> no, that's CT. Remember? <laughs> well, huh? Yeah, I, it could be CT. I don't. I barely have the time for hockey night, and we haven't done Blackhawks Facebook. I haven't done it in forever. I don't. I haven't even looked to see if anybody's done any updates. At this point, none of us want to because it'll just be having to wade through all the Patrick Kane garbage to yeah. find anything of any worth. So yeah, that's uh, that's definitely put a stink on a lot of things at this point in time. Well, it has, and actually, I know this isn't in the outline, but it is something that CT and I have been talking about it, and it's really hard for guys like us. I mean, we've been doing hockey night now for over seven years, mm-hmm. and you know, we have our thing that we do, and we've settled into a nice niche of kind of humor with hubris attached. Uh, making fun of other teams and, you know, basically, you know, ragging on other teams. Unfortunately, the Blackhawks have been good enough to where we can mainly back it all up. I mean, not through any effort we do. The Blackhawks are doing all the work on yeah. the ice. But it's a lot easier to talk about how every other team is filled with terrible people when in the course of seven years you've covered three Stanley Cup championships. Yep. And, yep. and now it's hard because whatever anybody on Twitter wants to say – whether Patrick Kane raped this girl or Patrick Kane did not rape this girl, the fact of the matter is something happened, and based on the fact that things that are on the record as far as Patrick Kane's public behavior and things that are not on the record, that everybody who... Look, I've heard a lot of stories that I will not go on the record about, and everybody's heard them. And mm-hmm. if, if it came out in the paper tomorrow... Um, Look, nobody would die of shock. And the simple fact of the matter is, when the whole thing broke, if if they had gone blind with the story, saying, Blackhawks star in rape investigation, nobody in the fucking world would have thought Marcus Kruger. It would have been, everybody would have said, oh, Christ, what did Kane do now? Because yeah. even mm-hmm. even with his name attached, that was everybody's first reaction was, what did Kane do now? You know, he got drunk and violent with a cabbie in 2010. He got drunk and got in a, people forget he got in a fight in Madison, and the police let him walk away. And you know he was dragged was, out of that frat house too, apparently. Correct, and that was in 2012. So it, his pattern seems to be every three years he gets intoxicated. Um, you know, one, he he overindulges in one or more intoxicants and develops some violent behavior. 2015, he's right on track. If for some reason, he gets off on this. The fact of the matter is, all we're doing is resetting the clock. In 2018, 
something as bad or worse is going to happen. And with all that in mind, and especially the way the Blackhawks have been handling the whole thing, our site has been incredibly light on content. Mm-hmm. And a big reason for that is because we just don't want to. You know, we don't want to get into we. You know, the Blackhawks started training camp. We had no no preview about the Blackhawks. We've done no. We we completely killed view from the top as soon as the whole game yeah. happened because we're not going to sit there and bag on twenty nine teams. How can you sit there and talk about what a shit bag Corey Perry is when we have Patrick King? You can't do it. Or rag so, on uh, Mike Ribeiro and. Nashville. Right, Mike Ribeiro yeah. and Drew Doughty and even even Slava Voinov. I mean, it's yep. all there, and I'm still convinced that we are not. Well, there is no best case scenario with Patrick Kane, but I believe that what what's going to come out in the wash is probably going to be a lot more bad than good, and it's not going to be that. Patrick Kane is just simply falsely for falsely accused because I don't think we would have gotten to this point if that had been the case. I don't either. And, and, you know, the fact is that, you know, this happened in his house and Kane can't sit there and feign, you know, feign that he had no involvement in whatever happened in his own house with his boys, you know? Yeah. You know, I'm pretty sure that nobody in Patrick Kane's house squats to take a dump without clearing it with Kane. It's, you know, he is, you know, to to give another nice douchey parallel, he's uh, he's Adrian Grenier in Entourage. Yeah, that's a. <laughs> I've thought that many times actually. And yeah, and it, I mean, as as someone who's a you know pro, self-proclaimed Twitter troll. It makes it really hard to fucking pick on other teams. I had the know? urge the other it's day like to say did. something about Mike Ribeiro, and I just was like, yep. you know what? I, yeah, I'm just opening. I'll be opening up a can of worms to come right back at us before the Kane thing. So I'm not even going to bother. And, and generally, now, if I do, if I am picking on somebody, I make it general about the team, not yeah. about a specific player. Right. Yeah. Like, and you know, I I had a little bit of fun tonight because, you know. The gods blessed us, and the Colorado Avalanche gave uh, Captain Golfcart seven years and forty-two million dollars. <laughs> oh, ouch! Yeah, I saw that. But, but the other thing too is, okay, the Blackhawks look—they they do shit that is not always great. I mean. Rocky Wirtz is still a Wirtz. As much as people want to buy into this whole, and the phrase I've used on many many occasions is St. Rockwell of Madison Street. Yeah. And it's this persona that people try to envision. Rocky Wirtz is this benevolent guy who has saved us all from the Dark Ages. All Rocky Wirtz did was bring the Blackhawks up to par with every other team in the NHL in terms of media visibility in terms of television radio and and then he went beyond that with things like blackhawks tv but it, all it is is marketing it's not anything he's yep. doing out of grace it's him looking to make money and the e- way the way that they've handled this whole keen thing and decided that during all of this was the absolute perfect time to trot out the ice crew in tiny tiny skirts again look I go to games with my wife and my wife and I talk about it from time to time. And, you know, like 
when the whole thing with the stripper. I, I was like one of the first people said, holy, you know, I never realized before, but fucking Pelico's playing the goddamn stripper every night. <laughs> and, you know, he played the stripper when Linda Cohn shot the puck. And I'm like, you know, that woman is a, she was an athlete, man. And now she, she's been on ESPN forever. And you're playing the fucking stripper? That's pretty shitty. I think that the, the, the piece, the, 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 the meaning behind that song was lost a while ago, and people didn't even realize what it was about. You know, the modern era of people didn't even realize that the song was called The Stripper and what it was about. It was just the sound of the songs was supposed to, you know, equal attractive woman. And that was it. It did, you know, people, I, I, we could probably quiz people and say that 90% of them didn't know that it was called The Stripper. Right. So, yeah. And, but, you know, we, you know, we brought that, kind of out a little bit and then you know Casey who is you know she's part of Hockey Night she yeah. actually designed our website and she brought it to the fore at the convention yeah. two years ago Yeah, and you know the Blackhawks have gone back to everything you know between the whole basically sweeping Kane sweeping the Kane situation under the rug and the ice crew on the ice three nights later in the United Center, they've made it abundantly clear that they view every single woman in the United Center as nothing more than a piece of ass with disposable income. I think that they view everyone as a piece of ass with disposable income, to be honest with you. Yeah, they don't they, want no part of my ass. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I think they... They do. They just see it as, as numbers, you know, as many numbers as they can get in the door, as many dollars yeah. as they can get in their pocket. Yeah. But and you know yeah. what? Even if even if we stop going to games, there'll be somebody right behind us. That, yeah. The season ticket and waiting list goes forever. Uh, Man, it's I mean, it's a marketing machine. And then, you yeah. know, they're a business at the end of the day, whether that's right or wrong. That's kind of what they do. Is they just make yeah. money. <laughs> They're an NHL franchise. They are not a charity. Yeah. Uh, yep. But you know what? Because the Chicago Blackhawks are so popular in the city of Chicago, they can make money without being shitty about it. And they choose yeah. not to. And, and if they were going to, you know, they could have eased into this a little better. Instead of, you know, everyone said, well, you you know, they were going to just rip the bandy off and throw them out there and just take their lumps at the beginning and let it let the dust settle. But they could have eased into it. They could have eased into it a little easier than they did, you know, tone things down a little bit. Kane hit the ice and every jag off in South Bend gave him a standing ovation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was. How are these people? How are all those people that gave him a standing ovation going to feel if he gets indicted or convicted? Oh, yeah. Well, they're they're again, you know, those are the kind of people that. They'll make excuses for everything. Well, I still can, you know, it, it, it's the meatball. It's the other meatball extreme. Yep. Well, here, here's my question for you guys. And this, this kind of stems from, from uh, the mo- most recent uh, Merrick vs. Wyshynski podcast. And Merrick brought up the point that if you don't put Patrick Kane on the ice right now and he's not charged, if this investigation goes on for upwards of months or years – when you know, if not now, when? When do you put him on the ice? When he's cleared. What if this goes on for two years? That's rape investigations don't go on for two years. It could. You never know. Well, <laughs> I don't know. That's the that's yeah. the other. It it's could, a hypothetical. You know. This is all it is. Yeah. Yeah. Gold coins no. could could fall out of the sky, but they don't. 
right kind of thing i mean it it, it wouldn't go two years but it could go a year yeah. it could go eight months i, I think i honestly realistic. think what the blackhawks were hoping for was they were hoping for the nhl to bail them out of this. probably and then the the nhl was like hey we support your decision yeah <laughs> yeah which Oof. i think is a bigger problem i think i think the NHL or the Blackhawks themselves to throw it to the NHL might have been the best decision because I don't think the Blackhawks had the authority to suspend him if he's not charged, but the NHL does, from what I yeah, understand I'm, in the I'm CBA. I'm pretty sure though, if, if John McDonough or Rocky Wirtz had picked up the phone, Gary Bettman would have answered, and they could have they could have put a game plan together before they just went into this. Probably, and yeah. I don't, and I also still don't think that there would be a whole lot of fight. If John McDonough calls Patrick Kane's house and says, listen, work out in Buffalo. Don't come here right now. There's too much going on. I don't think there'd be a whole lot of fight to come to camp. Nope. Whether he's suspended or not, whether it's just we, we'd rather him work out somewhere else, not an official suspension, I don't think there would have been a whole lot of fight in that. I really don't. Yeah. He's still paying the guy. He's still making a living, he, but he's just doing it somewhere else. Well, see, I think that, that might be the problem, too, is I think the Blackhawks don't want to be paying him for him not to play. I mean, that's a huge that's a huge chunk of your salary cap that they decided to give him. Well, they don't want to be doing any and, of this. but You know, I, I think right. if they thought maybe if the NHL would have stepped up and suspended him, maybe they would have given them a, a, a cap break. Something. Yeah. Well, they haven't decided don't. anything yet. So. And let me tell you, don't think in any way, shape, or form that anybody in the Chicago Blackhawks front office is particularly enamored with Patrick Kane. No. For all of this, you know, this is a guy they made a huge investment. They they made him and Jonathan Taves the two highest paid players in the National Hockey League. They're each making over a million dollars a year more than Alexander Ovechkin, and because of those contracts. They no longer have Brandon Saad. They no longer have Patrick Sharp. They've had to go out and do bargain basement shopping and sign guys like Michael Roosevelt. And the way that the way that they got the way that they got thanked by Patrick Kane is this: he couldn't keep his nose for for this summer. And the worst thing is, is at the Stanley Cup rally, he told us all this shit was going to go down. Oh, that was immensely stupid (laughs) when he did that. God, was that dumb. I, I I highly doubt that him get, getting investigated for rape or possibly raping someone was premeditated. But, no, it wasn't premeditated, yeah. but that was just a dumb thing to do. He should have just, I mean, oh. you could have skipped that part of it. Yeah, There was I'll, no I'll need you, for it. Maybe maybe Patrick Kane wasn't sitting there and saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to rape somebody or or be part of whatever it is. I'm going to be stupid and I'm going to be drunk is what he's yeah. going to do. That was what he said, stupid and drunk. and We know what know, stupid and, and drunk Kane equals. Right, and and also stupid and drunk with somebody who makes millions of dollars and has never in his life had any consequences to his actions. Nope, nope. he left. He left home at thirteen and fucking started playing hockey, almost right. professionally. You know. Yeah, yeah, but so did Jonathan Taves, and so did a lot of other guys. A lot of guys yeah. leave home at thirteen to go start playing junior and all the other things right. they do, and they don't all turn out like Patrick Kane. No. They don't. And it, uh, I mean, part of it's probably their upbringing more than anything. Well, or, yeah. Or, you know. I don't know. Well, I don't want to harp on this too long and bring everything down. But, you know, I think uh, 
we're fairly fairly all in agreement on this, and we always we have been all along. I think as far as like the the Blackhawks quote unquote blogosphere goes, uh, for the most part, most of us are in the same general camp. We're not proclaiming proclaiming him guilty of anything other than being a colossal douchebag. Right. Um, you know, we don't know what and happened. Then, there, then there's sports mockery, which is worse than licking a homeless guy's undercock. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've brought that site up a couple times, too. I'm not, I don't want to even. Oh, God. Know. We won't even and, go over there. Their, their whole thing today where they were, like, posting screenshots of an article from a fucking tabloid website. Like, come on. Yep. Yeah, that's... it's a tabloid website. You're going to take what they say for yeah. like. No, they, they've, they've decided to push all their chips to the center of the table on King. I thought it was well, bad they've... with the sharp stuff last year. Well, and, see, I uh, thought they pushed yeah. their chips, and then then they flip flopped a couple times, going yeah. back and forth between Kane's guilty, Kane's not guilty, Kane's guilty. Kane's well, they want to they want to pull this. Well, we're showing both sides of the coin thing, so that they don't show any favoritism either way. Yeah, but well, they're, I mean, they're, it, still cling, they're still clinging to the belief that at the end of all this, Patrick Kane will be their bro because they had his back the whole time. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure you know his big brother Patrick Sharp is telling Patrick Kane how much he uh, he loves sports mockery. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah and, I mean, we look again with Patrick Sharp. We all heard stories, and yep. when everybody hears the same story from different places, yep. Okay, you know. We're hockey night. We do fart jokes. We don't do rumors, and that's why we never print this shit. But when Fells when when Fells and the Committed Indian printed the stuff about Patrick Sharp, I made sure to write something up saying, "Look, we don't do rumors, but I will tell you this: that everything that Fells said in the Committed Indian, I stand behind because he and I made sure our I know he and I talked about it, made sure our stories were straight. And yep. you know, it's the same thing with Kane. You know, there's things we, we've talked about. There's things that have been talked about with Kane, and there's things that haven't been talked about. And, mm-hmm. you know, the fact of the matter is, there's certain things that I'm not going to get into because at that point you start getting into, you know, defaming the guy because simply because if you've heard the same thing from a few different places, you then don't want to go and print it like Sports Mockery did with... Sh- and Sports Mockery, those guys were imbeciles. They were like using an episode of Modern Family as proof that Sharp had an illegitimate child. I remember that. And, yeah. It's awful. You know, look, so there's things, there's, again, there's things that we've heard over and over and over again and from different places. And and I had a know, couple, for, too, that I had heard that, you know, were probably right. different sources that you had heard, so. Correct. Yeah. And, you know, and... But these are things I'm not going to write and I'm not going to print because, you know, if I don't have the proof, I'm not going to run it. And I'm not looking for the proof because, again, it's not what I do. If no. I, if Let's say I got some hard evidence of real malfeasance by any member of the Chicago Blackhawks and I wrote that article. I'm, who would read it and who would say that, okay, these guys who do these photoshops with fart bubbles and Big Cheyenne – are going to be the credible source on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, the, yeah, it, it's sort of like when people talk about bloggers being credentialed at Blackhawks games. 
I absolutely think it's something that should be done. I absolutely think that it should be a site other than Hockey Night that gets those <laughs> credentials because it wouldn't add value to the Blackhawks and it wouldn't add value to Hockey Night. Look, none of us are going to sit in the fucking United Center for 40 nights a year and do a press scrum. It's not, it's not what we do no. and it's not what we want to do. No. So That would anyway. be kind of funny, though. You could send, like, <laughs> Big Cheyenne down to the locker room. Big yeah. Cheyenne is actually a radio reporter. Uh-huh. He's a radio reporter in downstate Illinois. I think you should huh. send Watson. <laughs> send Watson. Send Watson to stand in silence. I, I feel so bad. Watson, the one time he came on the podcast and we just kind of, CT and I got on a roll and Watson said like three words and he hasn't come back on and I actually need to send him an email and say, hey man, you know, I'm really sorry that we kind of freight trained you there and you haven't come back on. <laughs> come on a podcast and we promise we will let you talk. It takes, yeah, it takes to get a, a little getting used to it. It definitely does. So. Yeah, and look, there's a lot, there's a reason why it's always me, CT, and Krista. We always, every single person who writes for Hockey Night gets an invitation every week to join the podcast and Rarely does anybody other than us three join. <laughs> and no slacky. No. Oh, please, slacky. <laughs> that, that fucker's busy combing fucking grits out of his beard. <laughs> Cocksucker. Doesn't even write for us anymore, probably. You know, I think so, something that I've been thinking about, something gets lost in all this, like sports mockery and... Even all these Buffalo websites that are just posting all of these fucking stories about Patrick Kane, whether they be 100%, you know, confirmed things or just, you know, rumors that they've heard. Every time someone from Chicago or Buffalo clicks that article, they're fucking making money. Same with Sports Mockery. Same with every other website because they have ads on their website. You know, these these newspapers in Buffalo have got to be making a fucking killing. You know? (laughs) Well, that's, yeah, why they're post- I mean, that's why they're posting stuff from their sources and not things that are coming from the police, which has been absolutely nothing. Right. And look, Chicago's a big fucking town, and Patrick Kane is a popular subject. So, yeah, they're going to make their shit as clickbaity as possible, you know, to get people to go and click on it and, yeah, make money. I, you know, like, as far as Hockey Night's concerned, we have no ads. So... Clicking on us is make is no benefit to anybody. We yep. we clearly serve no purpose. <laughs> and you can hey, tell that. Anyway, let's let's get on to the other. You have a whole outline. Yeah, is, I do. It, I'm actually impressed because we never have an outline. In fact, I, you know, if anything, I should be like Ray Rayner and just have notes clipped to me and just yank <laughs> off a note. Hey, time for a cartoon. Well, see, this was this was my only because I'm so scatterbrained that uh, this is really the only way that I can keep on any sort of track, and we do get way off track clearly. But by scatterbrain, he means Alzheimer's ridden. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I, I have Anheuser's, so yeah. <laughs> okay, let, let, let's go over this outline. Yeah. Okay, starting at the top, NHL 16 released. I don't give a fuck. We're not talking about that. Next. <laughs> Next, we're going to entitle this Adidas deal official and says they are not investigating ads on jerseys. I don't give a fuck about that. We're not talking about that. <laughs> we're we're going we're to name Suma, this shoutcast Forklift Takes Over. P.K. Suma <laughs> donated $10 million to Montreal General Children's Hospital. Good for P.K. Excellent. 
And what did he get for that? Pacioretty got made captain. <laughs> and he also got he also got chastised because he didn't don't because he didn't donate it anonymously. That people said he only donated the money so that his name would be on the fucking hospital. Yeah. Look at stupid. People. So what? Every fucking hospital in the world's got somebody's name on a wall. Exactly. Plaques <laughs> all up and down the hallways. I was just in one today that had it. Yeah, yeah like Pete, like you know, we're sitting here with fucking Patrick Kane, and then the Montreal Canadiens have a guy like PK Subban, and all he gets is fucking criticism. Yeah, yes, yeah. that's right. Look, Montreal made the white choice. No. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, fuck the Canadians, and yeah, fuck Yvonne Cornwallier. I still hate that fucking guy. <laughs> My my father went to his grave. His last words were probably fucking Cornwall. <laughs> Forklift shot out of a cannon tonight. I'm actually I am actually surprised though that the Canadians named Pacioretty captain though because Pacioretty's American, isn't he? Yeah, he's American. I don't know how good his French is. Yeah, I'm like because I I figured there was no way in hell they'd ever name an American a captain of the Montreal Canadiens. They they <laughs> they could have traded for Bickle. Bickle speaks great French. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. So we'll get to Bickle in a second. Brian Let's go Bickle. down this list. Of Brian Bickle. NHL, NHLPA claim to bolster concussion evaluation <laughs> process. That is the greatest thing ever. I love this. They're going to have people in the stands as, like, concussion watchers. <laughs> like, yeah. how is somebody in the stands going to decide who is concussed and who is not? And they're not, <laughs> they're not medically trained, for one. Yeah. And they have absolutely no way to contact the team and say, hey, you need to take this guy off the ice. So what's the fucking point? You know what? There's no point. I would love to have that job. I would sit in the United Center, and anybody in a white jersey who has a Corsi above five in the first period is instantly concussed and has to come out of the game. (laughs) Right? There you go. And new NHL concussion watcher, forklift. Damn skippy. (laughs) I'll do it from the 300 level. I don't even need to be close. (laughs) Okay, next thing we got here is World Cup of Hockey, Team News, Bowman and Chiarelli to co-GM the Young Guns North American team. That is not the best part of this. The best part of this is the next line. Yeah, John Tortorella. (laughs) John Tortorella, named head coach of Team USA for the 2016 World Cup of Hockey. What the fuck? (laughs) Who in that? I guess they just needed a fucking head coach that wasn't doing anything. Yeah, but I guess. Literally, he's not. But, I mean, the, the World Cup of Hockey is going to happen in the off season. So, what the hell's the difference? Right. I mean, Torrey I mean, is the best else? option? Come on. How are you going to get an all-star team playing in the off season to come in and decide they want to play John Tortorella's style of hockey? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Well, they said they lips. said that he's gonna be. He said today that he's gonna be, he's gonna be, you know, less hands on. I guess. Oh sure. Yeah, bullshit. Did you guys also see that the press conference they had? They had three prank callers ask a, ask the first three questions of the phone teleconference for this. <laughs> I read that there were, uh, yes, there were and none of them calls. were me. <laughs> but you cannot confirm oh, man, or deny was, whether it was it CT was or not. It was fucking hilarious. Like one guy asked, "What's your favorite dolphin movie?" Like, <laughs> it was just what? Someone made a yo mama joke. It was it was good. It was good. That's perfect. Yeah. Too so, bad they didn't take calls for the Kane press conference. 
And yeah, and like these, uh, the, cause they would say the person's name and where, what newspaper they read, wrote for. And you could tell these newspaper names were the fakiest shit that ever happened. It was, it was fucking hilarious. That's awesome. great. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's gonna be a train wreck. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think Todd cool. Richards, I think Todd Richards, uh, the coach for, uh, Columbus probably would have been the better bet. He did pretty good with the, uh, the United, the U.S. Juniors team. Yeah. Or LaViolette or whatever. Yeah. Hell, even Phil House. Something better than Twitter. He has no head coach experience, but he's been great everywhere he's been. Yeah. I'm right. waiting for, I keep waiting for Housley to get a head coaching gig. It should be coming soon. Out. You hear a lot of, uh, rumblings about that so blackhawks legend phil housley blackhawks legend phil housley yes sir right next to blackhawks okay. legend uh, paul coffee damn right <laughs> <laughs> now the next one here is something that's kind of interesting ryan clo advised to go on ltir slash retire you know i talked about bickle before joking around the issue yeah. in montreal the trade i've waited for all summer long has been bickle for clo because I saw that as having the potential of being kind of a duplicate of the trade that Columbus and Toronto made. Yeah. Where Toronto right. got Nathan Hortons just so they have the salary cap space once they put him on LTIR. And that's what the Hawks could do with Ryan Klo. And then the Devils would get a player who could give them some sort of ice time. And that would be Bickle. Although, supposedly... Reportedly, Bickle is still having his vertigo issues, so the Blackhawks might just make Bickle their LTIR guy. And uh... yeah, that was convenient that they actually that you know he said that after that tooth was pulled that everything's everything was so much better, and then he gets into camp and he's still miraculously still having uh, vertigo. Yeah. Yeah. So, <clears throat> not to get off the subject, but uh, the uh, Red Wings just pulled within one. It's four three Blackhawks. Holy fuck, it was two to nothing last I checked. Yeah. It's four three Jesus. now. So it was stellar defense by uh Jan Hayda and David Runblad. Yeah, and uh <laughs> the second goal was actually a David Runblad turnover as well. So. Yeah, but we also missed it uh when Ben Smith scored to put the Hawks up four to two. Or four to one, I think. Ben Smith? Oh wait, that's Ryan Garbutt, sorry. Yeah. God. <clears throat> Ryan. Uh Boy, that was that was a gun to the head move right there. Yeah. You know that, you know Dallas was not was not making that trade. There were two things Dallas wanted to make happen in that trade. They they wanted to make shit sure they got Stephen Johns out of the Blackhawks. Yep. And they oh yeah, he even uh, sure. Jim Neal even said that trade doesn't happen without Stephen Johns. Oh, of course not. Look, we didn't need Jim Neal to say that to know that that was the case. Well, yeah, but. Usually GMs are all hush hush about that shit. Yeah. Not not uh, GM of the year Jim Nell. <laughs> yes, genius Jim Nell. Back to back off season champion Jim Nell. <laughs> Do they get a banner for that in Dallas? <laughs> sure, why not? They're giving them around he, he all over. Put it on his business card. That's <laughs> <laughs> right under super genius. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and the Hawks said. Well, the Hawks signed Roosevelt for a year, but didn't they send Rumblad for two? Yeah, I think it is two. I thought it was only one. Uh, I have to look that up. Yeah. Gonna make me fucking look here, you bastards. 
Hockey's cap has to say. <clears throat> dun, 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 dun. While we're Talk doing, amongst yourself. Yeah, while we're doing that, um, let's see. The Uncle Cody Fran- Rosenthal was thrilled with that Rosenthal signing. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he was. Um, yeah. Cody Franzen got signed in Buffalo. after The, the end of the Cody Franzen yes. watch. Cody Franzen watch is over. Jonathan Huberto, he signed an extension uh, tonight. Eric Johnson signed a seven-year, $6 million per year season. Jalmerson deal. Jalmerson deal. Yeah, which was brutal. $6 million fucking dollars for Eric Johnson. Okay. Did you you know that the Blues drafted him ahead of Jonathan Dave? (laughs) Yes. I actually actually have an Eric Johnson picture puck on my desk at work. (laughs) And I refer to it as my sock puck. And... (laughs) It's. I keep it on my desk for two reasons. First of all, to always remind people that the first choice is not always the best choice. And do your fucking homework. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But, okay, I'll, I'll, I do have to cut the blues. And this is rare for me, to cut the blues a little slack. I will cut the blues a little slack. If you go back to 2006 and look at the central scouting rankings... The top three guys went in the order of Central Scouting. They went yeah. Johnson, Stoll, Taves. Which, you know, in retrospect, you look at that and like, how the hell did they rank Jonathan Taves behind Stahl? That's beyond me. Yeah. 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 But, well, <laughs> there's been many bad drafts, so. Runblad is signed for two years. Yep. One million. per. Awesome. Well, at least it's a tradable contract if he doesn't pan out like most people. Speaking of tradable contracts, I don't know if any of you listened to uh, Steve Dangle's podcast. (laughs) They were mentioning Tim Erickson in the last podcast. They were talking about his possession numbers and this and that. And I'm just rolling my eyes the whole time like, oh, Jesus, (laughs) Tim Erickson. The Blackhawks... Couldn't get rid of him fast enough once they yep. got him on the roster. Yeah, and Toronto He's had tradable. to scoop that garbage right up. Yeah, uh, I, I, I kind of enjoy. I kind of enjoy what Toronto's doing though. They're just signing all these veterans on one-year tryout contracts so that they could ship. Like they could ship off half of their roster at the trade deadline. It's going to be fucking awesome. Yep. Yes. Yeah, now we get to see just how much of a genius Mike Babcock is. <laughs> oh, yeah. I want to see it go down in flames so bad. I think it's already gone down in flames, I think. I think they're starting to rebuild from the ashes right now. Yeah, and they Yeah, good luck with that. As long as they've got that Dion Phaneuf contract, there's always going to be a healthy batch of ashes there. Yeah, and I think the one thing that uh one thing that made Steve Dangle twitch a little bit was that Mike Babcock said that he loves Dion Phaneuf and loves Phaneuf's game. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what Mike Babcock's been watching. Yeah. uh, That's got to go. He's got to go. He just has to go. If you're getting rid of Kessel, you got to get rid of Phaneuf, too, and just... Oh, yeah, Lupul and Bozak and... Oh yeah! But don't just, worry. Hey, according to the hockey press, we're going to get Nazem Kadri. Yeah, <laughs> I so, saw that. Oh, <laughs> oh what? It's got to be Kadri. What? 
Kadri for what? For Bickle and they didn't, well, they didn't give, even a, they say didn't give their they, they didn't just give say their the, uh, Blackhawks ran on it. Although you said, know, I got I do have to say we were looking around today and someone someone uh, fed me a little nugget about that high, the hockey press website and then we did some we did some searching and, and it doesn't ha- it doesn't make it as fun to make fun of that website when we come to find out that it's like some fourteen year old kid. <laughs> yeah, it makes it a lot less fun to make fun of. But the no, fact that people are actually taking that, it, the fact that people actually take that those rumors and run with them is, is mind boggling. Just because it's a website that says the hockey press, it has. Well, here's the amazing thing: is there are so many god awful websites right now that basically Tab Bamford gets a pass at this point. <laughs> I was going to say there's two of them right here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so anyway, uh, finishing up all the the rest of the NHL stuff. Speaking of Toronto, they they uh, they got Michael Grabner uh, for a whole bunch of guys, a whole bunch of yeah. discarded body six, parts. Six player trade. Uh, which is they need. They had to free up contract slots so that they could sign all their PTOs that they're going to flip at the deadline. Yeah. Um. Yeah, who knows what that's going to turn out to be? They could they could flip Grabner at the deadline to some other. That's team, so. yeah. He's only got one year deal left on his deal, so they'll probably so, yeah. flip him too. He's yeah, basically Grabner. Victor Stahlberg incarnate. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but because he can skate well, and because he he actually can make a decent pass, which is something Victor Stahlberg's incapable of doing. Yeah. So, but he gets he gets like five breakaways a game, but finishes on none of them. <laughs> oh no, he. He has all the finish of Jack Skilly. <laughs> Colorado Avalanche legend Jack Skilly. That's right. He's he flying down the wing before shooting getting into the glass. As Derek aptly named it, the scoring line with Skilly and Morin. And Morin. Yeah. yeah. Oh, awesome. Uh, that's, that's I, I honestly that's cannot Rockford believe Captain that. Jeremy Morin. Yeah, I, I honestly cannot believe that Morin is like has not been like assigned to Rockford yet. Well, they have, they haven't opened a camp yet. The, it's I think the day they open camp, Morin's getting assigned. Oh yeah, it's coming. I don't I I said, you know, when when all these trades were happening, especially when the Sod trade happened, I didn't know which I would love to hear more. I would which I'd love to be in the room for more. Jonathan Taves getting the call that Brandon Sod had been traded or Jeremy Morin getting the call that he was being traded back to the Blackhawks. No, I gotta believe those were both great calls. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of great I think, calls, Detroit I think just Jonathan tied the game. Taves is pretty happy with Marco Dano, though. And uh, speaking of uh, great calls, Detroit just tied the game as four four. Are you fucking? On who's in net? Who Vissanen. the fuck's in net? Oh, Vizenton? yeah, Nissanen's in that. I mean, Darling yeah. played the Darling played the first half. <clears throat> Nissanen came in for the second. So yeah, post they uh, got all shot, goals off. Power play they shot was off the post, off. and Glenn Denning scooped it in the net. Yeah, sucker. Yeah, two minutes left, and it's four four. So we may see yeah. some three on three overtime. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to. I'm not going to lose any sleep over the fact that the Grand Rapids Griffin scored on Niskanen. Yeah, he's not <laughs> even going to be the starter in in Rockford. No, he's going to nope. be behind Leighton. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, um, finishing up the the general NHL news. Gorilla Salad retired. 
Good for him, man. Good for him. Yeah. You know, I, I will say this. I, it, nobody, nobody gave more shit to Daniel Carcillo than HockeyNight.com. And rightly so. Yeah. And uh, if he's going to turn his life around and if he's going to work now for the betterment of other hockey players, then you know what? I, I would walk up to him apologize to him and tell him if he wants to punch me in the nose, he could be my guest, you know, and he probably <laughs> for, all <would>. sh- <laughs> well, for all the shit we gave him. Hey, yeah, man. he probably would. Although truthfully, if I ever met him, I would make sure I would introduce myself anyway, just because I'm not going to like hide behind what I do. So. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, I hope that this is something. And, you know, the fact of the matter is the thing that keeps getting left out of the conversation, where he talks about players having injuries and concussions and all those sort of yeah, how much of that shit he caused himself, you know, and yeah, this is part of the hockey culture. And, you know, this is when people, people liked having Carcillo on the Blackhawks because, you know, the phrase that element, you know, he brings that element. What element does he bring? He's a fucking, he was a fucking dirty player. He wasn't a fighter. He always got his ass kicked. But yeah. Yes, he but did. Yeah, look, he caused a lot of injuries. He caused injuries last year. Uh, who the hell was it on the Jet City cross check in the uh, Perot. We were yeah, at Perot. that. Pat and I were both at that game. So was I. I was yeah. there and it's too. It's funny too because yeah. earlier in the game, I forget what the hell he did, and I I was in my section. I said out loud, "Carcillo's going to get suspended." Tonight. <laughs> and Pat and I said, looked at each other and said the same thing because he was running around the ice like. Like a chicken with his head cut off, just yep. taking shots at everyone. And we look yep. at him and we're like, something's going to happen tonight. And sure enough. Yep. And then it was so, then we saw Tavo Teravine score his first goal as a Blackhawk. Yep. Yes. <clears throat> that was a beautiful, beautiful moment. Derek, you were there too, weren't you? Yeah, I was. Yeah. We were I all won, there. I won, I won tickets through the Blackhawks Insider podcast. And I was sitting third level getting food served to me. It's nice. fantastic. Nice. You didn't have to live in the Chicagoland area to win those tickets? No, I didn't. We were sitting next to Chinese knockoff Jersey guy. And if I did, I just would have given them my my, my parents' address. <laughs> you know, I I got nothing bad to say about Chinese knockoff jerseys. I actually own a couple. I actually have two of them, but I don't wear them, like, to anywhere considerable. Um, well... What happened was my seats in the United Center used to be the back row of Section 314, and there was standing room right behind me. So I sure as shit was not going to spend the money on a nice hockey jersey knowing that at any moment some asshole could dump nachos down my back. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. So... You know, a sixty buck, a sixty buck knockoff with Taves with the upside upside down M for a W. Hey, I I, I called it my Tomes jersey. I love my Tomes jersey because I <laughs> I went to hockey games not giving a shit if it got stained or beat up or whatever. Sixty bucks, was, you got ripped off, man. So <laughs> they're like they're like twenty five bucks at the site that uh, that I found them at. Well, whatever it was, I don't even remember anymore. But no, yeah, I know, I get the point. I get the point. Is that the right. only way you get a Mike Vernon jersey? <laughs> nice. No, actually, I have a couple of them as well that I was going to, you know, use for whatever other things. I have an, an authentic that, you know, I bring out for special occasions and stuff. <clears throat> well, yeah, I wear a Mitchell and Ness. 
when I go to games yeah. now because now I'm not sitting directly in front of standing room, so I don't have to worry about. Although, I mean, as it turns out, when when the final horn went off in Game Six, my wife and I each got a beer bath, which I actually didn't mind because it made me feel like I was in the stadium. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, see. I, my brother, you know. my brother got me uh, the the newest uh, Winter Classic jersey for Christmas, a Hosa, mm-hmm. and the first game I wore it to was the game in Columbus that I went to last year, and I fucking spilled t- Tim Horton's coffee on it. <laughs> it was I was fucking pissed. <laughs> well, the one nice thing about all these specialty jerseys, the Winter Classic and the Stadium Series and all the rest of that shit, is the fact that the NHL has clearly decided that they cannot go a year without having the Chicago Blackhawks play an outdoor hockey game, means right. that all you have to do is wait it out, and they'll all be on the discount rack. Right. You know, hell, you go to the Blackhawks store right now, and you want to get a winter classic Brandon Sod, you could probably get it for, a, you know, if not a song, at least a quick medley. <laughs> <laughs> watching this... Patrick th- Sharp. I, I, I hate, or, to, I hate uh, to, to get off subject, but watching this three-on-three overtime... Tavo Teravainen, Jonathan Taves, and Brent Seabrook are just skating around with the puck on their sticks, just toying with whoever is out there for Detroit. You could retweet what I just tweeted out about this. Yeah. It is, uh, it, it's not even fair at this point in time. I kind of wish I could watch this. Oh, yeah. well. No, you don't. It's boring and it's stupid. It it looks. You're weird. just mad because you don't have the skill to be out there for a three on three. No, hey. just because he's a goalie at heart, like I am, and we hate that. Hey, Lubomir Vishnovsky is in camp somewhere. Okay, so I have a chance somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'll say. I, our season may have ended Thursday, but God damn it, I'm going to try to find another team. I don't know. I think I think Lubomir Vishnovsky is probably a better option than <laughs> Michael Roosevelt. Well, and that's what I don't understand. Is okay or Hayden? Yeah. They brought in all these all these Jurassic defensemen. Why why sign Roosevelt right off the bat? Why not? And he hasn't even skated can- yet. He hasn't yeah. even skated yet after shattering his fucking ankle at thirty seven. <laughs> yeah, and I actually I like the Vishnovsky. I think he's still got gas in the tank, but what do I know? Just a wreck. Well, he's probably he's got player. gas in the tank if he can stay healthy. That's his problem: stay yeah, healthy. Right. Well, if he's a seventh, if he's going to be a seventh defenseman like Roosevelt well, should be, then he doesn't necessarily need to be healthy. Yeah, Blackhawks three on one, no one in There's no way Quenville's going to have a a veteran defenseman like Biznowski on the roster and not go to him relentlessly. Like, because remember when the Blackhawks first got Kimmo Timonen last year, Quenville was trying to skate him twenty minutes a night. Yeah, that's true. Breaking news, the Blackhawks win in overtime. The line of Patrick Kane, uh, Trevor Daly, and Artem Anisimov coming on a three-on-one. To, uh, oh, God. And Daly finishes it to uh, win the game in overtime. I'm so sure that, that will cement Daly as our number four defenseman. Yeah. Ugh. Well, Daly's got to be an interesting guy on the power play because he got a lot of goals on the power play in Dallas. Yeah, he's a good power play guy, but I just don't think he should be playing, like, top four minutes with fucking Nicholas Jalmerson. Sorry. And you know what? I don't necessarily know that that's going to happen. I, you know, Fells and I... I think a a lot of it hinges on TVR being 
what he was in the first 20 games last year. Right. If TVR comes in and looks looks like he looked at the beginning of last season, you might see him get some burn in the top four because they can put him out there with Keith, and Keith can outskate whatever mistakes TVR makes. Mm-hmm. And right. TV, he doesn't. He's not a mistake guy. He he has a limited game, but he plays within it. Right. You know he's you know he's not a guy who is your basic, you know, he's not David Rumblad who, Rumblad can do a couple of things. I mean, he's got that huge slap shot, and, you know, he can occasionally get in somebody's way. But for whatever reason, Rumblad decides he wants to go out there and, you know, he wants to play like Duncan Keith, and he doesn't have that ability. And, yeah. you know, unfortunately for the Blackhawks, Billy Polka is still a year away. <laughs> Don't tell Derek that. Uh, I think I I think he might get some time late in the season this year though. If, uh, if there's an injury some if there's an injury somewhere. Well, let's see what the Blackhawks are doing. If the Blackhawks are where they were last year late in the season, that's when you'll see them pull some sort of a deadline deal and you know, go out they'll they'll go for a veteran. They're not going to try to hand over the keys to to Ville Polka late in the season if they I just it think it, it makes way. sense to let him like let him grow within the system instead of just throwing him into the fire next right. year. Well, I I think well what I think the the way to go with a guy like him would be is this year in Rockford he's the guy. <clears throat> you know, Clendenning isn't there anymore. Paliota's Paliota never became a factor. Johns, Johns is, is gone. gone. Yeah. Dahlbeck is gone. You know, he is the number one defenseman for the Rockford Icehogs this year. He gets to be the guy. And let him, that's the thing they could never really do with Nick Letty, because with Letty, the you know, circumstances were with injury and whatnot, that he could not spend a full season in Rockford being the guy. Right. And I think they, they'd really like to try to avoid having to rush Polka. Because Polka, Polka has the potential to be better than Nick Letty. Yeah, I I just I want Polka now. Uh, Derek, do you have a concussion from your boner hitting you in the head after hearing that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. I get it. But like, I just feel like Polka is going to be an inf- like even this season, even if it's a, a a year or six months too early, he's going to be an infinitely better option on that bottom pairing than Michael Roosevelt, Jan Haida, Lubomir Vishnovsky, or David Runblad. Well, not when he gets you know? traded in the Brian Bickle trade. When he gets, you can suck a throw dick in. too, <laughs> sir. <laughs> sir, look, look, I'm I'm no better than you. I keep waiting for Mark McNeil to magically turn into Keith Kachuk. And <laughs> yeah, it's just not happening. <laughs> yeah, I've loved McNeil since the day he got traded. I I was convinced that the 2011 draft was going to be the cornerstone of 10 Stanley Cups for the Blackhawks. And you look at that 2011 draft and who the Blackhawks have left out of it. It's basically McNeil, Deneau, and Shaw. Everybody else is gone. Because they yeah. had... They and had, Shaw uh, is the one with the majority of the NHL playing time by a long shot of right. all people. I forgot Shaw was the one. It's because they don't have any, like, they don't have any spots in, like, the top six. You need, like, you know... Well, the guys that are going to make it are going to be the grinders, which is why, like... 
every year now that their first round draft pick is like a fucking Andrew Shaw. It's like, okay. Or their first round draft pick is a Phoenix Coyote. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is as good as throwing it out the window since Phoenix is so god awful at developing young players. Yeah. Come on, Oliver they have a Ekman lot Larson's of good prospects, an... and I want to see how they do with that. Oliver Ekman Larson's going to be a uh, Norris Trophy winner, remember? Yeah, well, Oliver Ekman Larson's a good defenseman, but I think, I honestly think he came to the Coyotes with enough talent to make himself Coyote proof. But, yeah. you know, that being said, if he had gone to a team that develops young players, maybe he could have developed into a, a Norris Trophy type of defenseman. But, you know, as it is, he's he's always going to be if, if when you line up all the defensemen you have your elite defensemen that's your Duncan Keys, your Eric Carlson's your PK Subban's guys like that then you have your second tier guys and you know that's Brett Seabrook goes into there and Drew Doughty goes into there and uh, you know Shea Weber is also an elite guy and then you you drop down into that you know this guy is you know top pair on a shitty team and probably like a number three on a good team, and that's Oliver Ekman Larson. Yeah, I can, I can <clears throat> find that. So, all right. Now that the Blackhawks game is over, we can actually <laughs> we can, we we can continue to keep moving here. Um, let's see. The slab- yeah, we were moving so quickly when yeah. uh, when Fork was in control. Yeah. So what happens when we have a moderator? <laughs> I actually, I'm, I'm running your podcast better than I run my own. <laughs> less dick jokes, less dick jokes. Okay. Um, yeah. Slava Voy- anyway, Slava Voinov is headed back to Russia. Um, He's a fucking turd. Good riddance to that. I, the worst part in all this is that because he self-deported himself and the L.A. Kings get to keep his rights... Which I think is just shitty. They should have canceled his contract. Yeah, like the they, LA Kings kept his rights. They're trying to void uh, Mike Richards' contract, but they didn't try to void Slava Voinov. Well, and the same sort of thing. If if anything happens with Patrick Kane, where he's convicted, the Blackhawks will do something similar. They'll retain his rights because the fact of the matter is, Slava Voinov, as much of a wife beating sack of crap as he is, he's a good defenseman. <laughs> And yeah. if if the time came where he could come back to back to the United States or back to Canada and play in the NHL, the LA Kings want to make shit sure he doesn't come into their building wearing another uniform. No. Nope. Or if that happens, they want to get something for it. Well, that right. that was the point we made when uh, when we were making fun of uh, the hockey press about they were they were bringing up all the teams that uh, call, that they they think called about Patrick Kane and one of them was the Preds. I'm like, I'm sure the Blackhawks are going to trade Patrick Kane to the Preds. Yeah, and where are the Preds going to magically come up with $80 million to pay Patrick Kane? Yeah, that would be the last thing the Blackhawks would want, would do, would be trade them within their division. Although I will tell you this, the Preds would be amazing with Patrick Kane only because they would have the highest paid forward in Patrick Kane the highest-paid defenseman in Shea Weber, and the highest-paid goaltender in Pecorine. Yeah. And they also have Mike Ribeiro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 
and hockey well, star I'll Mike Fisher. Right, if you put Ribeiro and Kane on the same line, you can just call that line the chain gang. <laughs> <laughs> Along with hockey star Mike Fisher. Yeah, well. His yeah, chain's attached the guy, to his he's white He's the guy ball. that saw the Lord on the prison floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Mike Richard. Don't forget, Mike Richard is a shit sculptor. Mike Fisher is a shit sculptor. <laughs> <laughs> let's not forget that <laughs> let's not forget that um, right. and finishing okay. wrapping up the NHL stuff um, I don't know if everyone I'm sure we all saw this, this Jaeger, Jaeger selfie thing where oh, uh, some 18 year old model claimed she was going to extort $2,000 from Jaeger because she slept with him and took a selfie picture and he said I don't give a shit put it out there <laughs> And basically, she did, and he didn't care. I mean, no, I hope Yarmir Yager plays until he's fucking sixty. I love like. Yager now. <laughs> I, I didn't, you know, I, I thought it was the Yager thing was kind of you know cool before, but now I, I admire uh, Yarmir Yager, forty-three-year-old Yarmir Yager, who was uh, banging an eighteen-year-old model. Well, and my question is, and you know, it's the same question I have when people say that people are, they are the whatever's going on with Patrick Kane is some sort of extortion is if you're going to extort money, there has to be a play. There's no play with Yarmir Yager. Why would a model think she's going to extort money out of Yarmir Yager when the guy's not married? You know? Yeah. And not I completely He's agree. Not. That's the first thing I thought. What, what is that yeah. going to hurt him by that picture getting out there? Right. There's no damage to be done to Yarmir Yager by, you know, Hey, Yarmir Yager is, you know, 43-year-old Yarmir Yager, who is not married, had sex with an 18-year-old model. There's nothing in there that's going to damage any part of Yarmir Yager. Nope. Like, no. You know, if people when people talk about this whole Kane thing possibly being, well, everybody who believes Kane is innocent talks about innocent until proven guilty will then immediately condemn the victim as being after money. <laughs> you know, then my question is always the same thing. If they're after money, what's the play? Because all right, he, he does have a girlfriend, who apparently is still around. Yeah, given all this shit. Yeah, there's well, like 84 million reasons why she's still around. <laughs> look, for all you know, she believes him. I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna sit there and you know guess about what kind of relationship they have because look, even Hitler had a girlfriend. I'm not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna get into that. <laughs> Yes, I'm not the only one to make a Hitler reference on this show, kid. <laughs> so, okay, that part of it left out of it. If somebody were going to extort money from Patrick Kane, wouldn't the extortion be, give me money or I will go get a rape kit and I will go to the police and I will do all these other things? That's very Once true, you've yeah. done all, the, all of that, that's not the time you go and ask for money. <laughs> because at that point... Kane's like, well, fuck it. The wheels are in motion. Yeah. And and the way it looks is that it's like it's not like she was like hunting him down or anything like that. That like supposedly they just met at a club one night. That that's an elaborate plan to put together in a club in your head in an hour or whatever time frame it was. And according to all according to all accounts, she was a fucking wingman. She wasn't even the protagonist in all this. Yeah. Who knows? It's it's craziness. This whole thing. Yeah, I like I said. I just I've got a bad feeling. I've got a feeling that this is going to shake out. This could even shake out worse than we originally thought. 
you know, like one of the reports I read was that she she had different more than one person's DNA in her rape kit, not Patrick Kane. And right away, I went to the scene at the end of The Accused with Jodie Fisher on the pinball table. <laughs> you know, that's like where my head. And I'm not saying that's what happened because, truthfully, I'm beyond the point of wanting to conjecture about all this shit. All I know is Patrick Kane has a history of shitty behavior, and we don't know anything about the accuser. Maybe she does too. I don't know. Nobody does. But the fact is, with this with the this DNA test that's been leaked out, if they're still going ahead with the grand jury after this, that means there is some shit there. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, they would. I, I tried to. I tried to convey that too. That, you know, they don't go to a grand jury just because it with, with some kind of floppy case, with flim flam evidence. You know, right? They usually have, uh, you know, they think they have a solid case to go to move further. Right. I mean, so. a prosecutor can go to a grand jury because they either want an indictment or they don't want an indictment. I mean, you know, we've seen cases, high profile cases, where the the prosecuting attorney just tanks it because they don't want an indictment. But, you know, the prosecutor is in complete control of the grand jury because they're the only person calling witnesses. They're the only person presenting evidence. And all they need to do is say to the grand jury, okay, we think there's enough here to go forward with a trial. Not is he innocent or guilty. That's not what the grand jury does. But, exactly. You know, yeah. does this data need to be, does all of this information need to be taken to a court of law where people can decide on guilt? Yeah. And again, this is the other thing that people, you know, <clears throat> it's one of these things where everybody's suddenly a lawyer, everybody's suddenly got a doctorate in forensic medicine, everybody's a fucking expert. And, <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Dick Wolf. <laughs> I had to throw that. Had that out I had to throw that in there. Holy <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit! I just snort left. <laughs> so, but yeah. everybody's a fucking expert. Yeah. And one of the things that's great is all these people that are fucking experts are talking about how Kane. They talk about Kane being proven innocent. No, that's not what happens in a court of law. Innocence is never in question. What's in question is guilt. And the, what the burden is for the prosecution is to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that somebody is guilty or not guilty. And, you know, the defense, the defense attorney's job is to create. They're not there to prove Kane's innocent. They're there to provide reasonable doubt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is it. Yes. So. Yeah. Oh, Jake Arrieta Jake won his 20th game tonight. I did yeah, see that buddy. I did see that pop up. And I also see the Cowboys traded for uh, Castle. <laughs> That's Fuck fun. That. They should have gotten Tim Tebow. <laughs> oh, God. We deserve Tim Tebow on the Cowboys. We're here in Chicago. How fun would that be? <laughs> Now, Chicago needs to sign Hank Burris back from the Canadian League. Oh, good old Henry Burris. He's up there. He's <laughs> yeah, still playing. Yeah. Smiling Hank. 
No, they need to get Rex Grossman. <laughs> you know, I was uh, I was a sexy Rexy defender for a long time, and until that Super Bowl, and then I, I fell Rex, off. Rex is our quarterback. Yeah, sexy Rexy. And then he went to my Redskins, which was even worse. Me and poor Killian over at uh, the Indian were yeah. Redskins fans. I I dumped that team like three years ago. I I couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I like to give Killian shit for every so often because I'm a fan of the New York Football Giants. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, my poor Redskins. It, it's just a, uh, I can't even claim to be a fan anymore because they're so yeah. embarrassing. Although the truth of the matter is, I call myself a Giant fan, and in reality, I don't think I've watched a Giant game in two years. I just don't have the time. When I'm every Sunday, I'm usually busy doing stuff and. Uh, I just don't have time to sit and watch a football game. I was going to say, Fork, shocking. You're from New York? I've never heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's really funny is a friend of mine went to New York two years ago. And I saw she put up a picture on Twitter, on Facebook. Hey, I'm in New York. I was like, hey, go here, go here. I was like throwing all these places to go and check out. She's like, wow, how do you know so much about New York? <laughs> and this is somebody who knew me personally not just online yeah and i was like you did not know that i lived in new york for 27 years <laughs> you know I'm, I'm, a, I'm about to turn 53 at age 54 i hit the 50 50 mark of chicago and new york I'm like half your age, dude. <laughs> hey, come on. I'm 41, so I'm close to that. I'm 26. I'm literally at this fucking age. Yeah. Your fucking dick is half my length, so there you go. <laughs> I'm <gonna be> <laughs> All right. <laughs> let's plow through this now. Um, the, uh, so let's see. talk about Mark Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Shrimp cocktail. One shrimp cocktail coming up. That is still one of the that is is why I love that is why I love doing hockey night is because somebody out of the blue emailed us the Mark Bell shrimp cocktail story. (laughs) And I love the fact that somebody had this story and knew that we were the best stewards. Yeah, no kidding. We only get stories about uh, the hockey press. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and of course, the the other great thing was uh, Chris Block at our last gone of drinking, where he walked up to me and CT and uh, said, <laughs> "You guys are assholes." Yeah, <laughs> and then he proceeded to tell not one but two Sopel Dong stories that he <laughs> that yeah. he had. One one was he uh, when he was playing for the Wolves and he blocked his shot, and they were making jokes in the locker room about him blocking his shot with his cock. <laughs> 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 and, Block wasn't in the room, but somebody felt it was incumbent upon them to tell Block this story because Block has been on the podcast enough times where he has hockey night stink all over him. <laughs> That's why he's been in hiding. Right. Well, he, he won't be in hiding at Ironworks behind Section 309 of the United Center. Please feel free to go to Section 309 and look for the six foot three inch version of Dee Dee Ramone. And that is Chris Block. <laughs> and he will be signing autographs. He will be signing up. He, and he's a hugger. Chris Block is a hugger. 
Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> that is beautiful. Oh, Chris Block. <laughs> you know, like, my, my wife is very understanding. She knows the two things I have Clearly to do. Clearly, she's house. understanding. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, for a lot of reasons, but. Uh, you know, like I always, like we always say, she'll, she'll say to me, you know, you're an idiot. And I say, yeah, but I'm your idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, the two things I do at every Hawks game is on the way into the United Center, I always stop and say hello to Fells. And then in I between do. the first and second period, I always say hello to Block. Yeah. Those are like the two things I at do. At Ironworks. <laughs> at Ironworks. Well, yeah. Because, you know, I sit in, well, this year I'm going to be in 315. So, yeah, it's a quick run over to 309. Yeah. You and Block will be besties by the end of the season. <laughs> oh. Well, what's really, really funny is people will recognize, because Block's picture is always in the Indian. And so people will go up, hey, are you, and he uses his picture for his Twitter and all that. So they say, we'll recognize him, and they never recognize me, which is <laughs> fine because I don't care. <laughs> yeah. One time somebody came up, hey, you're Chris Black from the third man in. And then I started jumping out. Well, his site's not as good as Hockey Night. And they looked at me like I had three heads. <laughs> and actually, I will say this. When I, write, when I write a full article for the Indian or during baseball season for Ivy Drip, my picture, the picture I have, if you look at my Twitter account, it's my background picture. And if you're Facebook friends with me, it's my profile picture. And it's this picture of me taken in Mears, Michigan, leaning up against a sign that says, Watch for Forklift. And mm. so that picture will be in the Indian. And every so often, somebody will recognize me, either through that or like a couple of years ago during the Stanley Cup run, we did Forks Kittens. So my picture was in there all the time. So every so often, somebody would kind of look at me and go, like, what? Yes. Hi. <laughs> and I'm, I'm kind of like, that's when I kind of put my hands up a little bit because I'm not sure what the next thing that's going to happen is going to be. <laughs> so if I, start, if I have to start blocking punches, i got to be ready for that. <laughs> well, according to Jim Chaplin, Fork is my pet name for you, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. That, that's great because my pet name for you is Pube. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right, getting on to the Blackhawk so. stuff. Let's wrap up on this Blackhawk stuff. Um, the trade tracker. Uh, since last time we recorded, right. Chris Versteeg and Joakim Nordstrom were sent to Carolina for defenseman uh, Dennis Robertson and Jake Massey in a draft pick. Uh, and then so the Blackhawk is, Cal- is is Carolina like the new Florida? Is Apparently, that, well, that's because they got all the cap north. Well, I think what this trade does for Carolina, I mean, Versteeg is cheap, and he's a guy that they can maybe flip at the deadline. Probably, yeah. And Nordstrom, he's a guy. Remember when? Remember when Toronto flipped Versteeg for a first and a third? Yep. Ooh. Oh man. Ooh. Look, you know, if Versteeg is healthy, remember. Don't forget, up until Versteeg got hurt at the Winter Classic last yeah. year, we were all dry washing our hands because we thought we yeah, had 2010 Versteeg again, which we kind of did Yep. until he got hurt. And, and then he was dog shit know. in this complete calendar year. Right. <clears throat> and if he, if he returns to that form that he had prior to the Winter Classic, Carolina can certainly move him for a pick or something. 
Well, I think the thing with Verstig is you have to put him with the right players, yes. too. It's, it's very nice when you're playing on a line with Patrick Kane. Right. Well, All he's going to be... Side. Well, he's going to be sitting there in Carolina where just everybody's offensively inept, with the exception of Skinner, future Blackhawk Skinner. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was that $7 million contract, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... So... Because of that, Rastik's going to be able to do all his freewheeling shit because there's nobody, there's nobody for him to pass to or anything. He can do whatever the hell he wants there. Oh, you mean you mean you mean where he like he dekes around in the offensive zone until he falls down? <laughs> yeah, but but you know it's Chris Rastik, so he will do that for 58 minutes of a game, and in the last two minutes he'll do some beautiful fucking toe to heel move and and roof a puck, and everybody forgets all the rest of it. Yeah, that's true. And by freewheeling, we thought you meant rapping. Oh God, that too. <laughs> yeah, at least they got they got his his duet partner with him. Yeah, Captain yes, the, Captain Vanilla Ice Cream himself, yeah. Joe Nordstrom. The, the offense. He talk about offensively inept. Wow, yeah, he's just a guy. Talk about t- talk about just inept in general. He can't really do much of anything. I've eaten lobsters with better hands than Joe. <laughs> <laughs> seen better hands on a clock <laughs> oh man he's just he, he's just he doesn't do anything well he's like the most vanilla hockey player i've ever seen he's just a guy he's a dude yeah who somehow got all kinds of hype because he was the captain of the rockford ice hawks he's, he's like colin frazier well he had that one that one camp where he was just you know the guy that came out of camp and made the team the surprise guy. And then quickly we realized why he uh, belonged, why he didn't belong on the team. Yeah. So, but then uh, after they flipped those two guys, they immediately signed uh, Mr. Patrick Stankis' favorite player, uh, Marcus Kruger. That was like good. 15 minutes. It was awesome. It really was. That, <clears throat> come on, that deal's been a handshake for a month. Yeah. They were just oh, yeah. waiting for the cap space. Yeah. Well, not only is that, not only that, but I think part of the deal is that they will immediately start uh, working on something more long term because he signed for a hundred thousand dollar raise. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you can, but you do have to be careful with loyalty to your fourth line players, though. I mean, you, you don't want to give Marcus. <laughs> you don't want to give. You don't want to give your fourth line center three million dollars a year. No, that's. That's a waste. No, you don't. But, you know, I think Marcus Kruger knows that it, with the Chicago Blackhawks, he is the perfect match of player to roll. Mm-hmm. And if he were to yeah. go somewhere else and get $3 million, there'd be more of an expectation. There'd be an expectation for him to be more than Marcus Kruger. Yeah. Um, he could, he they, could probably be a pretty good third-line center on, the, on a team uh, not as good as the Blackhawks. I don't know because Joel Quenville has beaten all of the offense out of Marcus Kruger. Yeah, but the Just, third line, you could be that shutdown guy. Yeah, but the 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 trend in the NHL is to have three scoring lines and then one, you know, shutdown right. fourth line. That's the yeah, trend. There's not going to be there's not going to be a lot of third lines that are checking lines anymore. You know, it's because yeah, like you were saying. I mean, you know, if Kane. If Kane is in a red sweater rather than an orange jumpsuit, that third line is going to have Tavo Teravainen on it. You know, 
Well, we're also going to be blessed with Victor Tikhonov, but <laughs> yeah, who knows That's what Tikhonov's going to be? That guy's a that guy's a bigger question mark than just about anyone. Yeah, <clears throat> well, I don't I don't think he's that much of a question mark. I think he's he's a period. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Victor Tikhonov is, you know, he's really not good at hockey. He's the Russian Joakim Nordstrom. <laughs> Pretty much. Right. He's like the you know, Thomas Kopetsky of uh, the Hosa deal, you know. He's got to go along with uh, Panarin because he's his little buddy. Right. Speaking of Thomas Kopetsky. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nice, nice segui. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah the Blackhawks brought in uh, Kopeski, Rosevall, who they eventually signed, uh, Kamiski, Viznavsky, Lubomir Viznavsky, uh, Jan Heda, and Dan- Daniel Paye, all the PTO deals, which seems a little excessive considering their has, roster situation. But Has there been a count of um, how many helmets have hit the ice with Kopeski out there? <laughs> nah, I don't know. I, I still... Kopetsky helmet Kopetsky. counter. Uh, Euro Brower. St. Louis St. Louis Blues legend Troy Brower. Boy, is he gotta is he gotta find out what life is like without looking over to his side and seeing Alex Ovechkin. Or right? Patrick Kane. I just love I love how the Blues talk about they need more scoring and they trade one of their better scorers for <laughs> a fucking goon in Troy Brower. Well, and then, then Cat, the Capitals. Have they not watched game film of TJ Oshie? Ah. I think he's good. <laughs> he's he's decent until he gets to the postseason. Then he's just trash. He's decent as long as there's nobody else on the ice, but the other teams go. Well, I think I well I think <laughs> part of the problem with TJ Oshie is that. He just doesn't fit into Ken Hitchcock's system. I think that's part of the problem. Not many people do after the regular season ends. Well, no. yeah. I mean, T.J. Oshie's not one of those guys that is that need that should be like restrained offensively, and that's all Ken Hitchcock does is hold people back. You know, I think T.J. Oshie restrains himself offensively. He's not good at it. the one the one nice thing though is with him in washington he and nicholas backstrom can can commiserate in the fact that they will be teammates who will see their commercials go further into the playoffs than they do (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i bet i bet tj oshi has a big year just because he's playing with ovechkin and 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 backstrom if he's on that line that's that's the consensus right now. That's what we'll I've see. seen. Is that Oshie's been going to yeah, be well, that's, the right wing? Yeah. Well, that's Marco Dano. Marco Dano. You know, Quenville's great when he called uh, Taves and hosts of the lottery line. It's the truth. <laughs> it couldn't be any more true. Yeah. 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 I like what I saw at Dano tonight. But I, even though it's a shitty preseason game, but I liked what I saw at Dano tonight. They moved the puck really well. It looks like he he plugged in nicely. Yeah. I think. I think the one thing Dano is going to give that line that Saad couldn't is the ability to create his own shot, whereas Saad was more of a kind of a floater. He was more of a like a more of a straight back and forth power forward kind of guy, and Dano can actually dance and move and handle the puck a little better. Yeah, and I think that's going to work really nicely with their with Hosa and Taves' cycle. 
And the funny thing with Saad is, you know, Saad kind of, sort of, when you look at him, you see kind of a power forward. But the difference between Saad and Patrick Sharp, when Sharp was on the line, Sharp would go to the greasy areas to pick up loose change. You don't really see Saad do a lot of that. That's not his game. No. Um, you know, He's more of a, you know, a racer. Yeah, I mean, he'll, he could fly up and down the ice. But, and, you know, it'll be interesting to see how he does in Columbus where, and, you know, this is something, you know, going back to being the guy. I mean, he's going to be there with Johansson. And those two, the expectation from those two guys is they are going to be the, the prime sources of offense for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah, and I, I just don't know if Saad can do that with, with not having the ability to create his own shot. I mean, I mean Johansson's he's a good centerman. I mean, he's going to get Jonathan Taves money here soon, but... Oh, you <laughs> asshole. Uh, <laughs> beat me. <laughs> I, I, that, that's the one thing I like about Dano over Saad is that he can create his own shot, whereas Brandon Saad kind of needed Taves or Hosa to feed him the puck. Right. And, I mean... Yeah, Johansson's nice, but you have the best center in the National Hockey League, and he's echelons above Ryan Johansson. You know? And Marion Hosa, who's one of the best <laughs> two-way forwards. Right. Until Columbus gives, you know, Johansson Taves money for no fucking reason. Right. Well, and that's, you know. <laughs> Just again, like they gave Taves, Brandon Saad, you know, yeah, $36 million he, for a guy that's never broken 50 points. You know what? I I don't think by the end of Saad's contract it's going to be fine. They're, you know, they're making an investment in Brandon Saad that the Blackhawks could not afford to make. Hey, right. you know, it's the salary cap era. It's how it goes. You know, the only reason Marion Hosa is a Chicago Blackhawk is that same salary cap. So you know, it gives it gives and it takes away. But um, and then it's going to fuck the Blackhawks in the ass when Marion Hosa retires. <laughs> Oh, LTIR, LTIR. Yeah, he, well, yeah, he's going to LTIR, but yeah, he's going, he's going full prong. I, I'm with you, Fork, on the fact that they're not. There's no way they're trading him. They want to hang on to that contract and be under control of it. Yes. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. No way. He's <laughs> that, that. That makes total sense. Maybe he'll be the next Yager, and he'll just play until he's sixty. It'll be fantastic. He could. He hey. could. That's the other thing I keep telling people: is don't count out the fact that Marion Hosa is still productive. Through the length of his contract, yeah, because I mean, I mean, he's probably in better physical shape than Yarmir Yager is, and probably was at his age too. Host is a machine. Yeah, he's a cyborg. He is. He's great. He's but the I mean, Duncan Keith of forwards, right? And you know, look, nobody's doubting the fact that Duncan Keith is going to play out his contract, and his contract goes till he's forty. Yep. Yeah. So, so and but yeah, Brandon Saad is not going to be on the line with two future Hall of Famers anymore. No, <laughs> that that much is very true. <laughs> you know, I don't know, man. Ryan Johansson pays money. <laughs> so, we, uh, of all these PTO deals that the Blackhawks put together, other than Roosevelt, obviously we already know how that one's shaken down. Do any of these guys get deals? Comiskey. You think so? Comiskey will get a two-way. He'll start the year in Rockford. And then we can bring him up for the playoffs because he was yep. so key to that Stanley Cup run. Well, he'll be the he'll be the fire axe in the glass case. Somebody gets hurt, <laughs> Comiskey gets the call. 
They sure is. I, don't, I seriously doubt their first call is going to be to Victor Svedberg. Or, uh, well, Eric Gustafson. Yeah, Gustafson got a pretty sound game, but he's another guy, you know, you'd like to see him, you know, get his feet wet in North America before he, again, you don't, you don't just want to throw him into the fire. Yeah, the the couple times I saw him, I saw him at prospect camp, and of course he was playing against a bunch of, you know, very young players. Right, he's playing against guys five years younger than he is. Right, and then, uh, you know, what what I saw of him skating, um, at that scrimmage yesterday, was he moves his feet well, he moves the puck well, he doesn't do anything extremely well, but he just looks like a you know a solid defense defensive player. Right, he could be he could be like a solid third pair guy. I mean, yeah, you know, don't he's just don't not think, real big. Well, and this is one of the other things that happens with Blackhawks fans is every single guy that they sign, people immediately look at them and try to figure out, okay, is he like another Duncan Keith? Is he like another? Patrick Kane, it's like, they're not all going to be like that. You know, and Eric Gustafson, yeah. you know, he might be like your third pair guy who, you know, won't be decomposing on the ice like Michael Roosevelt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that is, I don't know that anyone really. Yeah, I think, I think, I think a lot of people forget, like, you know, Patrick Kane was a number one overall pick, like. People expecting Tavo Teravainen to be Patrick Kane are just—they're out of their minds. Or Artemi Panarin. Yeah, Artemi Panarin went undrafted for a reason. You know, when I—well, he went undrafted because he had already signed with the KHL before he was even draft eligible. But uh, but I see Panarin as maybe kind of like another Verstigue, hopefully a smarter one. But you know, that same—he's got that type of a skill package. Yeah, he could yeah. be. He he could put in some. He could put some points in the you know some goals in the net. But he's he's not Patrick Kane. I I'm, t- I'm tired of hearing the old Russian Patrick Kane. Well, no, no. no. There is only one Patrick Kane, and you know, for better he or for worse, right? Play now. again, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, it's funny because you know I I text back and forth sometimes with Joe Yurden and on different things, and when this whole Kane things with this whole Kane thing going on and Joe lives in Buffalo. So he's a lot closer to the story. And uh, one of the things I did tell him is, uh, you know, I've got a feeling that when it is all is said and done, the Patrick Kane documentary is going to make the Derek Sanderson one look like a Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> I did watch that, that uh, documentary. That was something else. Yeah, it was, it was actually, well, but he got redemption at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know how Kane's winds up is up to Kane. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, you can't you can't compare guys. Just like uh, you know Jonathan Taves. People people thought okay, Dano could be. I I actually called Dano the poor man's Patrick Kane. Uh, Jonathan Taves rather. Pardon me. But bearing in mind that look, the poor man's Jonathan Taves is. Different than the rich man's Jonathan Taves. Yeah, you know, there's many right. levels in between. Right. You know, the rich man's Jonathan Taves is the best two-way forward in the National Hockey. He's the best two-way forward on the planet. And the poor man's Jonathan Taves is pretty solid in both ends. But you know, at the NHL level, I don't know that he'll ever get 20 goals. And you know, he can. You know, he can maybe someday be. The best comparison is like Boland. He could be another 
Bolin type where, you know, you know, responsible in the defensive zone and chip in a goal here and there. Right. You know, that's all you're going to get out of Philip Deneau. Yeah, that's and, and that's funny you say that. I mean, Philip Deneau is Philip Deneau is suppo- like supposedly a Marcus Kruger clone. So, well, I think he's know. got a little bit more offensive skill. Very little bit. But Marcus Kruger's got a better hip. <laughs> that's true. Get the chicken wing out of your mouth, Patrick. <laughs> yeah, right, By the way, right did now. you did you try that sandwich that I suggested to you, where you take a Chick Fil A sandwich? <laughs> And then <laughs> you take a Chick Fil A. Hello, hello. I'm listening. I think we lost Indiana. Yeah, we did. Oh, maybe. Fuck. Hello. There he is. Hello. <laughs> I I dropped my Xbox controller and my microphone fell out. Uh, but uh, no, you take the Chick Fil A right? sandwich and then you you. You surround it with a McRib on the top and bottom. Oh, oh. that's 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 the Patrick Stankus sandwich. Challenge oh. accepted this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> you need to take a picture of it. Oh. Challenge accepted. My chest hurts just thinking about that. <laughs> I will. I will pic- have Uncle Rosal. I will challenge Uncle Rosal to eat to a contest of eat, who can eat one faster. I can't. I can't wait for you guys to take a selfie from the emergency room. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, those McRibs are vile, man. So, yeah. not. <laughs> Patrick, hey, uh, Pat, you had what? You had a lot. You had them lined up on your table last night. Yeah. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> I couldn't sleep, so I went and got a couple McRibs at about twelve thirty. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. <laughs> your colon hates you. Yeah, <sighs> whatever. My hip hates me too. My shoulder hates me. My neck, whatever. You were just you were just painting your toilet bowl after that, weren't you? <laughs> just fucking ass pudding everywhere. <laughs> um, all right. We talked about Michael Roosevelt's contract. Uh, speaking of ass pudding, yeah. Speaking of ass pudding. <laughs> Uh, they signed uh, Michael Roosevelt to a one-year six thousand or six hundred thousand dollar deal after or before ever seeing him skate on the ice after exploding his ankle. <laughs> now, quick story: Uncle Roosevelt actually snapped his ankle like that playing basketball, and yeah. he is nowhere near the basketball player he once was after doing that. <laughs> so, expectations oh. for Roosevelt here. I shredded my knee playing hockey in high school, and I've never been able to play at the same level ever since so yeah i tore up, i tore up my shoulder when i was in my 40s and i bench pressed more now than i did before i broke it up so not everyone's sport not everyone can be you forklift well no <laughs> let's face it i'm nothing but twisted steel and sex appeal <laughs> awesome um uh, let's see the blackhawks we talked about the game that just ended. They won five four in uh, overtime. Uh, they this week they released goalie Brandon Hope, who has no hope. Uh, Hayden McCool and Radovan Bandra and Roy Radke were released today. Or can we back. talk about? Can we talk about how cool a name that of is Hayden McCool? Like how fucking awesome of a name is that? It's almost as cool as Derek Harms. Yeah, there you go. Same. Or the or the Same. guy that played in the rookie tournament whose last name was Whore. 
my, you know, what was it, about five, ten years ago, Germany had a goalie named Patrick Fucker. Well, it was actually Fucker, <laughs> but it was spelled F-U-C-K-E-R with an umlaut over the U. <laughs> That wins. Uh, that yeah, I think tops it, Greg McKegg. That tops anything. <laughs> Greg McKegg. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler Hoare was clo- close, but not not quite. I, I, although I did, I was I was always a big fan of the baseball players whose name was Rusty Kuntz or Rusty Kuntz. <laughs> Kuntz. Yeah. I was always a fan of that one. I'm always a big fan of Horkoff. That's always a good one, too. <laughs> well, let's not forget Klitson. <laughs> yeah, I think I think he he's out for the season. Klitsam is mm. or something. Or no, he got released. He signed in. Uh, I think he signed in Europe or something. Ah, uh, see, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can, nobody in North America can find the Klitsam. <laughs> uh, the rookie tournament. Uh, there wasn't much about that, but the Blackhawks went one and three. That is what it is. It's you know. Yeah. The goofy rookie oh, that's what it was. He Klitsam failed his physical, and he will not play this season. Okay. <laughs> hey, we never talked about puck and grind. We should talk about. Yeah, that. we will. I, I got the uh, I got the press release for that. I'm gonna wrap up after this Blackhawk stuff with the puck and grind. We can talk about that. Jeez, Ali uh, never sent me a press release. We talked about uh, Patrick King. Uh, Aren't you a sponsor? You never got a press yes. release. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't need a press release. I'm a sponsor. I know all about it. Uh, you know, the first one she did, I uh, I got her like a big bundle of loot from the Blackhawks. We've uh, we've got a bunch of puck and hostile Chinese knockoff T-shirts. You guys can get away. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> the logo is off center, but you know, nice. And it's only screen printed once. <laughs> well, I think in our next kind of drinking, I'm going to raffle off seven minutes in heaven with Big Cheyenne. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be great if a dude won it. <laughs> I'd enter. I'd enter like twelve times for Patrick Stinkins. <laughs> nah. <sighs> anyway, I, I like BC man. He's been a really good sport through all this shit. <laughs> <laughs> After that belly flop gift last year, I figured that was. <laughs> if he was still friends with us after that, I figured okay, we're in the clear. <laughs> that was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. It was it was awesome. We we <laughs> saw it about five minutes before you guys did. Oh man. Nick made it and didn't want to jinx it by sending it to us too early. <clears throat> yes. That's true. So, um all that said, we will uh let's talk about puck and grind a little bit. You guys plan? Um I have not uh Decided yet? I don't know. It depends on it depends on uh, my my state of injury at that point in time. But I'd like to, yeah. but who knows? Um, our friend Allie, um, everyone knows her from uh, My Little Blackhawk. Um, does this this thing called the Puck and Grind uh, that she has started? Uh, it's basically an unlock an unlikely pairing of burlesque and hockey team. Uh, hockey teams to create awareness for LBGT athletes and uh, the You Can Play project. And uh, it will be going on, what, November 21st, I believe? Yeah. November 21st, there's going to be a three-on-three hockey tournament at Johnny's Ice House during the day. 
and then they're going to move everything over to the Lincoln Tap Room at night for a burlesque show. Excellent. Uh, yeah, there's that three-on-three. Um, you can find a lot of the information at puckandgrind.com. Um, you can interested players can register for the tournament for fifty-five dollars as soon as uh, October first. Uh, both events are suggested donation entry. Raffle tickets, drink wristbands will be sold at the tap room. Um, I think I'm hitting all the major points. Did you, you, you must... just read the press release verbatim? She gave <clears> because it's a, a long release. press release. Oh. Huh. <clears throat> but I do um, know that the hockey night sweaters will be Harvard red and white. <laughs> Appropriately. <laughs> We, we're still trying to figure out what the name of our team is going to be. Oh, boy. Well, we've the got BC it. Bombers. Well, we've talked about the Big Cheyennes. <laughs> we've talked about the Malortians. And we've talked about the Aristocrats. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so, I think you got to go with Big Cheyennes. And then you just have yeah. a space on the front of your jersey as big as possible. Well, well here's the kick in the ass. It was like a year ago. We did this big. We did a gonna drink in, and we have to do one again this year. Gonna drink in to raise money for the Chicago Snowhawks women's women's team that travels. And I forget how much money we raised, but basically one of the things we wanted to do was get Big Cheyenne patches, and they were going to put them on the back bottom of their sweaters. <laughs> so Big Cheyenne would be right over their butts. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. But we just never got our shit together to get the patches made. So I needed to talk to Amber and say, okay, at some point we want to do another fundraiser for you guys. Because that's the other thing. We haven't even planned a gun of drinking yet. And because right now we get a lot of women at our gun of drinking things. And right now the women that will come to these events aren't particularly enamored with the Chicago Blackhawks. With yeah. everything that's been going on. But what I want to do is say, okay, I know you guys aren't thrilled about the Hawks, but we're going to raise money for this. And, like, the Snowhawks are one of the things I want to raise money for. I want to raise money for – I want to get at least, if nothing else, Hockey Fights DV or some domestic violence organization. You know, yeah. raise money for things. Like, these are the things we do. We raise money for these types of things. Jeff, you've been to these things. You yes. know what we do. Yes. Yeah, you know, we – Basically, you come in, you give us some money for a good cause, and then you get shitty. It's a good time. Yes. And, a good time. and let me tell you, Puck and Grind is going to be great. Because don't think for a second that I will not be at Johnny's Ice House malorting people at, like between shifts and things like that. <laughs> you know, hey, you're done skating. Here, have some of this along with your water bottle. You know, that's – in fact uh, – yeah, I, need, I, need I need to get my, uh, my Malort cherry popped. I got a bottle right here in the kitchen. <laughs> well, I have I have two bottles of Jepson's Malort in my kitchen. I also have a bottle that Sam Meckling from Carl Jepson made himself. Wow. And that is that stuff. I I took a shot one night after Sam gave me the bottle, and I texted him and said it was like getting a Swedish massage from a bowling ball. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, but, uh, but yeah, it's, I'm telling you, anybody who comes to Puck and Granite is going to be a great time. The burlesque show at night, it's going to be going on. And 
they're going to be doing the burlesque show and the Hawks will be on the TV because Hawks are playing, I think, Vancouver that night. Oh, you know, so that, that storied rivalry. Yeah. So it's, well, look, you're going to see a bunch of, a bunch of women do their thing and have a good time and, and you get to drink, you get to watch the Hawks. Allie actually one time offered to do a, a little burlesque thing at Galway Bay at one of our Ghana drinkings. And uh, I actually, and everybody was fine with it. And what I finally said, you know what? I just feel like we're in a bar on diversity. If we start doing burlesque in there, every fucking Chad is going to come in <laughs> and turn it to shit. And it's going to wind up being bad. Every Corey Paris. Right. I mean, look, you know, when we have our gonna drinkers, there's a pool table in the back room, and there'll be like 75 people jammed into the back room to watch the Blackhawks play. And without fail, there's always two fucking scrotum heads that come back there and insist on playing pool in this crowded room. <laughs> oh, people so, are lovely, yeah. aren't they? They are. Well, one of the things we always do to try to prevent that is we lay out all the prizes on the pool table. Mm. Oh, you know, you know the chads are standing around all grumpy when that happens. Yeah, well, fuck them. Buy some raffle tickets and help us empty off the pool table. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, so everyone, uh, check that out. Check out the puck and grind. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time. Allie's a good yeah. girl. And yeah, even if you don't skate, one of the things we're looking into is uh, getting a PA set up. So we'll be doing either play by play. Or a live podcast, something like that. Oh man, dude, you you and CT doing live play by play of the three by three would be fucking, or the three on three would be just fucking awesome. Well, that's kind of what we're looking at. Yes. Oh god, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to like, you know, get my visa checked so I can come in from Indiana. <laughs> get your passport. Yeah. Damn. Come on, Pat. Where you at, buddy? Uh, don't follow the advice of Marcus Kruger, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's got it's gotta be a really good time. Cool. I guarantee you that. Awesome. And what was great, you know, Allie does her burlesque. There was one time Allie and I had lunch at Monk's and afterwards we're standing outside of Monk's and I was teaching her how to roll her hips like you do in Cuban motion and in Latin dancing. <laughs> I'm, I've been doing Latin dancing for almost a decade. I'm really good at rolling my hips. So I'm, I'm sure that was quite the sight outside. Uh... It, hey, I'll tell you what. I think I, I think I aroused some dudes with what I was doing. <laughs> uh, that's a sight I don't ever want. <laughs> ever, ever, ever. Yeah. So, I think that just about wraps what we have here up. Believe yeah. it or not. Um, when's, the next, when's the next game on TV? Tomorrow. From what they said today on TV, that all of the um, preseason games are on television. Right. Yeah, all of them are. So tomorrow they're playing Detroit in in Detroit, right? It's a home and home. The toilet. The yeah, toilet. The toilet. So tomorrow. Probably put on Bill and Ted 2 or something. <laughs> so tomorrow we're going to see this whole Blackhawks thing again. We'll see what the lineup looks like. Hooray. Hooray. Uh, so wrapping up, you can find, uh, you know, me and everyone on the Twitters. 
uh, Pocket Hostel, Cohort Pat. He is uh, Patrick underscore Stankus. Forklift is Hockey Night, which is H-O-C-K-E-E Night. Uh, Derek, our trolling guru, is Hostel underscore Derek. If you get a chance, you lazy sons of bitches, go over to iTunes, rate and review us. Atomic Froster, that's you. Uh, Our shout-outs, of course, to Forklift, CT, and the crew at Hockey Night, starting off. Thanks for everything. Uh, uh, In all honesty and uh, sincerity, you guys uh, helped kind of inspire me to start this thing up, which is... God, I'm going to puke. Hey, it is... You stole half our shit. (laughs) Exactly. I was going to say, you want to open some hockey cards? (laughs) You guys did inspire me to to, to actually do something. putting this together. So thank, thank you to you guys for that because uh, I don't know that I would ever get the guts to put See, now I feel bad because I actually have a pack out. <laughs> is, there a, is there a Tom Barrasso in there? I was just going to say that. That's my Probably. second card in the pack. Yeah, you guys had my Mike Vernon last time you guys opened them. I have a, I have a pack of Upper Deck 92-93s. You want to go for it? Sure, it. why not? Let's do it. Let's do this. Let me get my Google image search ready. <laughs> Okay, everybody get your Google. This is Upper Deck, Upper Deck 9293. It says limited edition, so I don't know how limited it was. Christ, they need a fucking torch to open the pack. <laughs> this is great. And the <laughs> what better way to close Ooh, this Ooh, I up? got a Pat Falloon. How about that? Oh, it's going to be dueling hockey cards? Is that what <laughs> yeah. we're going to do this? It's a hologram card, too. It's like dueling pianos? Who are these fucking people? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I do want to say, Fork, you did not inspire me with the hockey cards, but it's a good idea. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. It's hours and hours of fun. Especially when okay. you sit there at work listening to the podcast, like Google image searching these motherfuckers. <laughs> well, nothing, nothing will ever top our, our Sean and Tosky rookie card. No. <laughs> That is quite simply the greatest hockey card of all time. Oh, Holy crap, I actually got a good one here to start. I've got Mario Lemieux. Wow, look at that. Whoa. Uh, are and we I, doing dueling hockey cards? And then, then on the back is Mario Lemieux being interviewed by John Davidson while Yaramir Yager kind of stands between them. <laughs> Was he what? taking a selfie with an 18-year-old model? Yager, uh, Yager kind of looks like Davy Jones in this one. Oh, ooh! You know, I was cool. watching. I was watching NHL Network while I was uh, at my parents' house over the weekend, and they were playing an old Penguins Islanders game. And, like seeing Yager, like in uh, I think it was I think it was ninety. I think it was ninety three. Seeing Yager that young was just fucking weird as hell. Yeah, well, we used to we used to call him Rapunzel. <laughs> that hair. I mean, I, I shit. I was I was four years old then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a checklist. Who gives a shit about that? Okay, they apparently had. <laughs> <laughs> they apparently had uh, a series in this this year called Bloodlines. Oh boy! Uh, and and our first Bloodlines card is Keith Wayne and. Brent Gretzky. 
And <laughs> I think oh, we... they have they give you like a whole bio here on the back. Oh, wow. I'm looking at this. The backyard article. rink of Walter and Phyllis Gretzky's home in Brantford, Ontario, played a key role in shaping the hockey careers of their sons, Wayne, Keith, and Brent. Wayne became a professional agent. But, yeah, the, the little-known fact that isn't on the back of this card is that Keith and Brent Gretzky both had the same nickname, which was Gretzky's brother. <laughs> <laughs> I should have another day with Wayne Gretzky. Isn't that nice? I think I share one with Gwyneth Paltrow, so I suck. <laughs> Wait, are you talking about birthdays? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I share a birthday with Marcus Kruger. <sighs> I share I like a birthday that. with Michael Hanzoos. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than Michael Roosevelt. Yes. <laughs> my, my wife has Keanu Reeves, so she wins. Yes. Um, here's another one. This is Joe and Brian Sackick. <laughs> There's a Brian Sackick? Yeah. Whose well. nickname is also, also Gretzky's brother. <laughs> <laughs> the next card is Tony Granato. Good old Tony Granato. Yeah. Downers Grove was, native. That's right. His nickname was Cammy Granato's brother. <laughs> <laughs> this is also your late 80s Rangers reference. <laughs> Uh, we're getting it, we're knocking it all out of the park on this. Holy crap. I don't even recognize this guy's name. Kiosti Karyalainen. Oh. Whoop. I was I pretty know, good at mid nineties players, but I don't recognize that one either. He played for the Kings. I'm pretty sure there's plenty of nondescript players that played for the Kings in yeah. the, the oh, yeah. early '90s. This guy, this guy's like the CT of hockey players. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty-eight games, nine points, twelve penalty minutes. <laughs> oh, here's Scott Mellonby. Scott Mellonby. Scott right. Mellonby with the with the Sherwood. And on the back, he looks like he's. Uh, I don't know if you guys were. Now you guys are probably old enough to remember, but in downtown Chicago, there used to be like this Winston cigarettes billboard with this guy's mouth kind of in an O shape and it would blow smoke out of his mouth. No, no. Yeah. The back of Scott Mellonby's card, Mellonby looks like the guy on that billboard. <laughs> like a glory either hole? That or, either that or he looks like a blow up fucked out. <laughs> I say glory hole? Yep. Totally. Nice. Holy crap, this is Bob Basson. Ah, good old Bob Basson. Blackhawks legend Bob Basson. Well, here he's on the blues, and it looks like he's crop dusting Belfort. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, the way this card's shot, you got this asshole Basson blocking off those glorious barber pole sweaters. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, I got a Ron Tugnut on the Penguins. Nice. That's a great hockey name. Tugnut. Yep. Here's a Ray LeBlanc. Ray LeBlanc. Good. Oh. USA legend. Ray yep. LeBlanc. Yep, he's here in his Team USA sweater. In Chicago Wolves legend, Ray LeBlanc. Yep. We got here Dan, Dan Carcillo as well. Nice. You lose. <laughs> Oh, awesome. Okay, 
okay, we got a great card coming up. Well, first, first though, actually, no, I'm skipping over to this one. I've got a Jacques Cloutier. Oh, good old Jacques. See, Jacques Cloutier is one of the greatest players in the history of the Blackhawks. Here he's in a he's in his Nordique sweater here, but because because I got a Jacques Cloutier, I now get to tell the story. Uh oh. Of of. Michel Goulet and Jacques Cloutier sitting in a hotel bar in Banff, Ontario, watching TV. And a, the crawl comes across on the bottom of the screen saying, you know, Cloutier traded from Blackhawks to Nordique. So this is how Jacques Cloutier found out he got traded was a crawl on the TV. So like, shit, he God. runs off. To, he runs off to find a phone. So he can call his wife, call his agent, call all these people because he needs to make arrangements to get to Quebec and find out if this trade actually did happen. After he leaves, Mike Keenan comes in and asks Goulet, you know, where's Cloutier? He said, well, he just found out he got traded on TV. He went to make some phone calls. And Keenan says, look, do me a favor. Gives Goulet his credit card. Says, buy around a drink for the boys. I'll be right back. Mind you, Goulet backed the story up for me at the Blackhawks convention one year. <laughs> Goulet took Keenan's credit card and bought like 50 of each drink. <laughs> there were drinks all over the bar, all over the windows, all over the, like the jukebox, cigarette machine, every possible place where a drink could be, there were drinks. All on Mike Keenan's credit card, about $3,000 worth of alcohol. Jesus. Because this is how much Goulet loved Mike Keenan. <laughs> and I originally heard the story from Mike Kylie, the old sports writer. Yeah. And at one point, CT and I made some joke on Twitter or on Facebook about, you know, don't let Michelle Goulet have your credit card. Tim Sasson sent us this great email telling us about his version of that night because he was there and, you know, like no. trying to take a leak and Larmer kept banging into him and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's awesome. Michelle Goulet took Mike Keenan credit, Mike Keenan's credit card and, and ran up like a $3,000 bill. So <laughs> KHL legend, Mike Keenan. That's right. So <laughs> I'm very glad that I got a Jacques Cloutier card so I could tell that story. Jacques Cloutier, part part of one of the the greatest Chicago goaltending tandems, Jacques Cloutier and Alain Chevrier. Oh yeah, those were the good old days. Is that better than uh, Hobby Bulin and Hue? <laughs> what about Patrick Laleem and uh, Hobby Bulin? What about? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Did I just give away number forty for next? Say, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, what about anybody in Jocelyn Tebow? Hey, hey, you, you watch that, too. That's, that's Patrick's favorite goalie. Hey, I'm sitting here gazing at my Jocelyn Tebow McFarlane. Yeah, I got to buy one of those and display it proudly. Yeah. I've got, what have I got? One, two, three. I've got six McFarlanes lined up here. I've got Bobby Hull, Cave Skating, Kane Skating, Nikita Skating. Tebow drinking out of his water bottle and then taking <laughs> the cup. And I've got a couple others. I know I've got a Messier, and somewhere I think I've got a Kovalchuk and an Owen Nolan, but I don't know exactly where they are. I have a Rod Tugnut and a Tom Barrasso. 
<laughs> I had, and the, the tug I, nut is great. He's down and out on his side. It's, it's like somebody just did a, a complete deke on him. It makes nice. no, it's just as good as the uh, Tebow one. Yeah, the Tebow one, the only thing missing is the red light behind him. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere in a bin somewhere, I have one of the... Um, oh, one of the... Uh, Slapshot players, uh, in like a McFarland doll kind of way. Right. <laughs> well, what happened was they did not own the rights to their own images from that movie. Yeah. Nancy Dowd owned them all. Yeah. So Nancy Dowd sold the rights to make Hanson Brothers figurines to McFarlane. And the Hanson Brothers never got a penny from it. Yeah. So if, uh, like, a couple years back, uh, CT and I went to Hollywood Palms. and uh, I remember that story, yeah. And, uh, yeah, the Hanson brothers were there, and they were doing a, a signing. And the, they had up there, the, you know, I, I don't know if they had it there in the ad or whatever, that the Hanson brothers would not sign McFarlane figurines. Oh, really? That's yeah. wow. Yeah, but actually I'm looking right here at a picture of me and CT with the Hanson brothers, and CT and one of the Hanson brothers is holding up the giant picture of Big Cheyenne, which is signed <laughs> by all three Hanson brothers. <laughs> and that, that Big Cheyenne is actually sitting down on the first floor of my house. <laughs> yeah, one of these one of these days, I keep promising myself I'm going to get to a Blackhawks game at Doors so I can get to the WGN booth and just totally photobomb the telecast with this huge Big Cheyenne. Pull a Henrack. Totally pull a Henrak. Yeah, there you go. You can you you can hold Big Cheyenne, and then CT can hold Henrak. <laughs> well, actually, what's funny is we do a group buy every year, and our group buy this year is October 10th, and Big Cheyenne will be at our group buy. Oh, oh yes. So if you're at the October 10th Islanders Blackhawks Islanders game, you can meet the one and only Big Cheyenne. Fantric, I think we we might need to get on that one. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, I forgot to talk to you about that. <laughs> yeah, we, okay, we're, we're, doing our, we're doing our Columbus road trip in, like, the very last game of the season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm. see, we don't care about you, Derek, and we were going ah. we to do a Chicago watch together at the United Center. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. All right, we've got us in Rockford, too, if you'd like. <laughs> good, good, yeah, I'm going to drive fucking eight hours to fucking Rockford. You're going to watch, no. be able to watch Billy Polka in person. That would make it worth it for you. Yeah, really. Actually, mm-hmm. yeah, you could always find out what day. Because every year, every time the Hawks win the Cup, they always have a day in Rockford where the Cup is at the game. That yeah, is I the one thing I missed this year is the job that I left. We used to get a day with the Cup. So I used to get my mm. picture with the Cup every year. And they don't have it at the, the new place where I'm at, which is the only downfall. I was disappointed I didn't make it to Colin Frazier bobblehead night in Rockford last year. <laughs> but I do well, have a pre- I do have a presidential bobblehead of Mitt Romney in a Rockford Ice Hogs uniform. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. So I will, hey, I will if they, find if they, if they do a if they do a Ville Poca bobblehead, I will send you to the game to get me one. Yeah, you know, you're gonna have to get your own. <laughs> No, I will I will buy your ticket and then you will get me the bobblehead and you will ship it to me. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> wow. I'll send you the uh Mitt Romney one instead. 
<laughs> Mitt Romney with Ville Poca painted on the back. <laughs> Ville Poca is uh, right? a nice looking young lady. Oh, <laughs> For my 50th birthday, Morph gave me a Mitt Romney bobblehead. <laughs> and uh, we love the fact that it was made in China. <laughs> Why does that Morph, not surprise me, like, at all? Yeah, Morph's, Morph's, Morph's politics run a bit more to the right than mine do. and uh, But even he had to laugh at that. Yeah. That's awesome. So, I also have hey, a T-ball bobblehead, too, so. Oh, God. I've got a bunch of Hawks ones here. and I've got a Sharpie one upstairs, I think, or two Sharpie ones. I have the very first Jonathan Taves they ever put out where they made Taves look like Obama. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. Yeah, Taves looks like Obama. Patrick Kane looks like uh, like Malcolm McDowell in Clockwork Orange. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, excellent! It's amazing how far they've come with bobblehead technology now. They have. My my uh, my mom collects Blackhawks bobbleheads. Like every time I go to the United Center, I have to buy her a bobblehead, mm. and they are like they are like the most lifelike things I've ever seen. It's kind of well, creepy. Don't you just have to get on the line for the Chevy place, and they'll give you a Taves one? Um, I don't know. I've, I've always ended, I've always just ended up buying one. Yeah, I never bother with them. Uh, my mom I think the only time I got I, I was got there early enough was uh, that. I don't know, it was like three years ago, four years ago, it was one of the uh, training camp festivals when it was actually on a Saturday instead of a fucking Monday night. Yeah. I, well, I enjoy taunting my mom with pictures of Patrick Sharp in a Dallas Stars jersey because that was her favorite player, uh, Patrick Sharp. <laughs> hope he enjoys Dallas. The bobbleheads are easy to get are Kane and Taves because they've done like six or seven of them already. Yeah. Yeah. All right, good times. I think we should wrap this thing up. Should we do a Should we do a hockey press reading while Fork is here? <laughs> oh, by all means. Let's, let's, let's all right. Good, let's close Derek, out on a good hot. Take. Derek, take it away. Oh. Uh, all right. <clears throat> Have you what heard the- any of these Fork yet? <laughs> Probably just the ones that CT mentioned. I avoid hockey press like a clap-ridden bank. No, I mean, have you heard? Have you heard my readings of them on our on our previous shoutcast? Well, okay, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't listen to other podcasts and I don't read other blogs because I don't want to run the risk of deriving from anybody. <laughs> what you mean, like we do? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but look, if you know, if if I steal from you and you steal from us, then. You know, we're just going to be going around in this circle. Sweet. Yeah. This centrifuge of dick jokes and <laughs> bad humor. And we'll, we'll, and we'll still be better than Tab. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, okay, this is the most, this is one of the more poorly set up ones I've ever seen. So they start off talking about, so the title of the article is NHL Trade Rumors, Nazem Kadri to Shy, Ott, Van, Winnipeg, or Detroit? <laughs> <laughs> Player, Nazem Kadri, 
NHL teams interested. Chicago, Ottawa, Vancouver, Winnipeg, Detroit. They're very redundant in these things, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> they copy so and paste then, everything. Yeah. Instead how, how of they talking to the Bruins. I know. I Usually the it's Bruins the Bruins. All of them. Well, they don't no. want Nazem Kadri because he's lazy and Didn't doesn't play them? their style of hockey. But they the do third, want David Backus for David Krejci. The uh, the third blog down from on their page, it says trade rumor, Eric Johnson to Boston. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that one. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, so so the article's about Nazem Kadri, and then they start talking about the uh, the Michael Grabner trade. <laughs> yes. They just copy and pasted the Michael Grabner trade from earlier in the week. All right, so here, here's here's the Nazem Kadri, the the skivvy. This trade made sense for boy. That's that's still the Grabner trade. Isn't this article is supposed to be about fucking. Anyway, so this trade made sense for both sides. The Toronto Maple Leafs acquired a speedy scoring winger. I he's a speedy winger. He's not a scoring winger. <laughs> who could fetch it? Who could fetch in a big return at the deadline? And the New York Islanders made space for players like A. Lee, Bailey, ETC. And while doing the and while doing that, the Isles acquire a future NHL goaltender in Chris Gibson and a solid prospect in Matt Finn. A nice, <laughs> I like this sentence. A nice, so a nice, nice is also capitalized for no reason. Maybe it was like a 69 trade. I don't know. A a nice little trade that took place caused a lot, all caps, more trade rumors to occur. Per multiple very trusted sources. Okay, you're 14 years old. Who the fuck are your sources? <laughs> I, I want to know what his English grade is. <laughs> and none of his sources have ever been correct. He has not come up with one correct thing yet. No. But, but you do know when he's talking during this little break between classes at his locker. He's like, dude, I got a, a blog that's in the States that's totally, you know, reading my stuff. You know that's what's going on. <laughs> no, I got a feeling he's doing this for extra credit. <laughs> uh, per multiple very trusted sources, the Toronto Maple Leafs are looking to add from the free agent market by offering professional tryout offers to multiple of the remaining UFAs, including Lee Stepniak, etc. Okay, don't you need... Isn't that a rule that you need more than one item in a list before you can add etc. to it? Isn't that like a rule? The Toronto Maple Leafs have also been rumored in a lot of trade rumors, including a Tyler Bozak trade, a Joffrey Lupul, Roman Polak trade, and Nazem Kadri. Nazem Kadri has been rumored to be traded for a while now, but recently trade rumors have picked up a lot, all caps. The price has been set high, all caps, for Kadri, but he is not untouchable, and a few teams have expressed serious interest in him, including the Ottawa Senators, Chicago Blackhawks, Winnipeg Jets, Jets, yeah. Vancouver Canucks and the Detroit Red Wings. They are all leading content. How can they all be leading content? <laughs> and I would and there I would be surprised. Other teams in the NHL and they're all leading content. <laughs> <laughs> and I wouldn't be surprised if a deal that sends Nazem Kadri out of Toronto occurs before or very early into the NHL season. Did you see how early it's spelled? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ilri. 
<laughs> E-A-L-R-Y, Eelry, very Eelry into the <laughs> NHL season. Well, that just means the L was a little early in the word. <laughs> <laughs> but my my favorite, like, okay, before this Nazakadri, they posted a NHL fantasy hockey draft guide, and I'm not going to read it because all it is is a picture of a bunch of players that are very good players that you should draft. And they say, you should draft these players. And that's their entire fantasy hockey draft guide analysis is draft these guys because they're good. (laughs) (laughs) Draft, draft Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin and everything else is cream cheese. (laughs) Yeah. They're they're Yeah. Good luck getting them both. (laughs) Like their top guys, Jacob Voracek, Corey Perry, Patrick Kane, Taylor Hall, Connor McDavid, Sean Monahan, Philip Forsberg, Evander Kane, Jack Eichel. Like you'll never get two of these guys in the same draft. It's just not possible. I've got a feeling in a non-keeper league, you could probably swipe Kane in the low rounds since nobody knows what's going to happen with him. I think most people will probably still take him uh, right yeah. now, and then you can you could probably since like put camp, him in yeah. like a non-active. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, he did a uh, a proposed trade of the Eric Johnson one, and it had Colorado sending Eric Johnson and a third round pick to Boston for Dennis Seidenberg, Joe Morrow, Malcolm Subban, and a first round draft pick. <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, these are interesting. Oh, these are good. Oh, I don't know how yeah. the Blackhawks are supposed to uh, afford that four point one million dollars or whatever that he makes. He wrote, the same, he wrote the same paragraph twice in this Eric Johnson one, too. <laughs> That's funny, I recently so. received a message from one of my sources, reports, that the Boston Bruins, Buffalo Sabres, Columbus Blue Jackets, Edmonton Oilers, and Eric Johnson's hometown of the Minnesota Wild have all expressed interest slash inquired on the price of the defenseman. And then in parentheses, Eric Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Minnesota has... Minnesota has good defensemen. Why would they want Eric Johnson? <laughs> yeah. It's a bit Real. too early to tell who the leading contenders are, but if I had to say, I'd list the Boston Bruins, Columbus Blue Jackets, and Minnesota Wild, the early contenders. Mind you, the Boston Stunning. Bruins are the leading contender for Cody Franzen, too. Yeah. <laughs> Cody Franzen, it's 2015. I, just, I love how he tries to explain why the trade makes sense. And it then, does, and then it does not make sense. sense. Yeah. <laughs> Well, th- this is all coming from a website that was created after the reg- after the season ended, and has all, not been right since. All that that the Bruins would give up for um, for Johnson, and he says it would also help them restock their prospect pool. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's uh, too funny. Yeah. So anyway, the the point with that was is we got a message saying, had anyone seen the. What was it called? The Hockey Press Gaming Channel on YouTube. And uh, Derek and I went and looked that up, and it's some kid uh, who has videotaped or has screen captured his um, NHL 16 uh, Hockey Ultimate Team whatever, um, and he just reads them off on the screen, and you can tell by his voice he's like a 14-year-old kid. Oh, my God. And it's completely so, connected with all do the I, other Do sites. you guys follow the royal half? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. 
they they found a picture of a guy at the the Kings game tonight uh-huh. with a Richards jersey, and he put in duct tape over Richards, and then he wrote "contract terminated." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, it says he guess he couldn't get a ref- he couldn't get a refund on his jersey. Nice. Uh, when uh, yeah, when Carcelo got traded from the Hawks to the Kings, we gave. <laughs> The royal half custody of the nickname Gorilla Salad. Yes. <laughs> and then somebody at the royal half made a drawing of a gorilla with a bowl of salad, and that was awesome. I saw Carcilla that. actually signed one. That was beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. Yeah, I actually have a like one. Of, I have a few hockey night articles that I've written that have been signed by the players I wrote them about. And, uh, <laughs> I do, I do. I have. Do, do, do they do they know the content of said articles? Yeah, well, I actually, as when they sign them, I actually give them each a framed copy of it, and four of them are. I've done this series over the years called Looking Back. Yeah, and four of them are Looking Backs. One is Dennis Hall, one is Stan Mikita, one is Eric Nesterenko, and one is Denny Savard, and they're all signed and they're up on my wall. The fifth one, and this tops the Royal Half's Gorilla Salad thing. The fifth one is from the very, very early days of Hockey Night when we weren't sure what we were going to do. And I was kind of doing like onion style articles. And it is, <laughs> it is Patrick Kane wins Calder Trophy, hopes to score babes. <laughs> oh, 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 no. <clears throat> and oh. it is signed by Patrick Kane. Oh, oh, man. I'd be happy to read it for you before we sign off. Yes. Um, Okay. Yes. Okay. This, we, this is how we can go out. This is how we're going out. Patrick Kane wins Calder Trophy, hopes to score babes. Thursday night, right wing Patrick Kane became the first member of the Chicago Blackhawks to win the Calder Trophy as the NHL's top rookie since Ed Belfour in 1991. He immediately. Kyle Calder didn't the... win it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, Kyle Calder got a got a shrimp cocktail <laughs> from his pal. Anyway, he immediately looked to the future. Dude, this will totally get me in there with some babes, Kane remarked. Teammate Jonathan Taves has been cock-blocking me all year, showing everyone the video of his Colorado goal. Now I've got the trophy he'll never win. Both Kane and Taves celebrated outstanding rookie seasons. Taves missed 18 games to injuries while Kane played all 82 games the Blackhawks played this season. I thought I had some success this season, Kane continued, by dropping little hints about having more, quote, endurance than Jonathan. Now I've got this sweet award. Kane, 19, was an instant hit in Chicago after being selected first overall in the 2007 entry draft. His first regular season game at the United Center, he scored a shootout goal against his boyhood hero, Dominic Hasek, to win the game for the Blackhawks. That night, I thought I was so in there, Kane said. But the Cubs got eliminated from the playoffs that night, and the Blackhawks weren't as popular as they were later in the season. The Babes didn't even know what a shootout was. Kane, Kane is now setting his sights on the 2008-9 season. Johnny will be our captain, but me and this bad boy right here, Kane said, patting the call of the trophy, are planning on doing some leading of our own, if you know what I mean. Oh, God. Kane, Kane also discussed his on-ice accomplishments. I learned something a long time ago, Kane said while leaving the awards ceremony. Score goals and you'll score Babes. 
Talk about I have... fucking foreshadowing. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and the great thing is Kane signed this right above the part about Taves cock blocking him. Oh. <laughs> wow. I don't think we could ever top that. I think we're done at episode 39, guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. I had a ball. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for joining <laughs> yes, us. Fun. Thanks for right. joining us. It, it, it meant a lot, so uh, it was nice to have you. Sure. And uh, Nice to be had. <laughs> and on that note, I'm going to say thanks to everyone for listening and supporting us. Good night, and don't be a meathead. God damn it, with a With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.